in. However, we do have a special guest on the line, so if you're calling in about something unrelated to our guest, you're going to have to hold up. You're going to have to wait until whenever we are done with that, which we will be, I'm sure, at some point that we can get to the news and the comments and the usual open phones that we do here on Free Talk Live seven nights a week. Uh, Big news today in the world of cryptocurrency, the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, is now going after the biggest cryptocurrency exchange on the planet, Binance. And this is, by the way, following the CFTC, the Commodities Futures Trading Commission, already suing Binance like a month ago. So Binance is now tied up with both of the federal regulatory agencies who are claiming jurisdiction over cryptocurrencies in massive, massive lawsuits. So that's that's still to come here. And every little thing the U.S. government does in this regard, it just makes them look more and more like a desperate animal backed into a corner, lashing out because it doesn't know what else to do. They are all of those things. With you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. It's Bonnie. And Aria. And we know they're violent. We know they're desperate. We know they're evil. Uh, And that's one of the reasons why we all moved here to New Hampshire. As part of a freedom migration that has been going on here for uh, about 20 years. And we're going to talk about the Porcupine Freedom Festival with the organizer of this year's and previous Porcupine Freedom Festivals. His name is Dennis Pratt, calling us from Dover, the east side of the state, the seacoast area of New Hampshire. Welcome, Dennis. Hello, Ian, Bonnie, and Aria. How's it going, Dennis? That's the problem with uh, living all, all the way over here is that we can't actually get over to Keene all that easily. No, it's uh, it's two hours. It's Even like in, in New in Hampshire, Concord, two hours is just so far away. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not, but you don't want to do it regularly, right? No, it's, it is a lot of gas to, to get over there. But it's good to have you here. Uh, we've talked, of course, we've had John uh, from the, you know, to talk about Porkfest before, although I think this is the first time we've brought you in via our video option, which we now have. You look good. Uh, you can watch our video feed, by the way, over at watch.freetalklive.com. And we've talked about some of the things that are going on at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which is really hard to get a hold of because there's uh, hundreds and hundreds and maybe even a thousand plus events that are happening there. Uh, this is, of course, uh, what I've called in recent days or recent weeks, the world's most, I guess, popular liberty event. I think it's uh, it has outstripped Anarchapulco. I think for a time, Anarchapulco had that title as far as the the number of attendees. And I think that uh, within the last couple of years, the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival, the summertime camping festival that happens here every year for the last 20 years, this will be the 20th one, uh, has uh, has has knocked out Anarchapulco. Oh, you guys hit close to, what was it, 3,000 people last year? Yeah, no, we had about uh, 2,700 tickets, and we had about... Um, uh, eighteen, nineteen hundred come through, or at least uh, register at at the gate. So it's always hard because you know people. A lot of people don't even bother registering. They just they just come and enjoy the festival throughout the whole place. Yeah, that sounds like libertarians. And I I choose to call it the world's premier libertarian festival because then I I don't have to worry about it being. I don't have to worry about popularity or numbers or anything like that. I'm just like, hey, this is the biggest and best. I guess it's the only one that's really meaningful. I mean, I'm not trying to down what other people do. Anarchapulco is a great party in Mexico if you're looking for a fun, 
you know, excuse to get out of the United States and go have have a blast uh, down south. I mean, but I, from what we learned from anarch the anarchists, the HBO thing, it doesn't seem like they have as much of an actual community to, that goes on there that we have right. in that's, New Hampshire. That's the point I was driving at: is that Porcupine Freedom Festival is the most meaningful libertarian event. I mean, it, it's the best sleepover with your friends that you can have. <laughs> <laughs> You're referencing the prosecution's objection to yes. why I can't go this year, at least for the whole thing. Um, but uh, it's meaningful because there's an actual community that is in the thousands. Now, Anarchapulco, it might have been in the dozens at, at one point, but that, I don't think it ever cracked, you know, 100 people or whatever living down there. And, of course, that's a city of hundreds of thousands that's of people. That's another thing that made me really question why they chose that place. Like, I mean, sure, get away and go I think it was just Jeff Berwick, Mexico. honestly. I think it was. And that's the other thing with some of these other uh Let's call them projects or move whatever you want to project. call them. Yeah, move here projects that are out there that have been competing with uh, with the Free State Project is a lot of them are a sort of cult of personality projects where there's this one you know person personality that is attracting a certain type of individual and they come to follow that one person. I think Bru- uh, Blue Ridge Liberty was a good example of this, which is where people moved to. Virginia? Mm, was it Virginia? Yeah, the Blue Ridge Mountains are in Virginia. No, I think it was North Carolina. Oh, I think it was. Maybe they go uh, through all of it. It was Asheville, Asheville, North Carolina. There was a, uh, several dozen people that moved there. Uh, oh because, boy, you're going to do a lot with several dozen people. <laughs> because but that's of one the problem guy. with these, with all of these migration projects, and it makes me irrationally angry. Actually, it's rationally angry because it's a it's futile and it's effort. But people hear about the Free State Project, and go, "That's great. Let's do Free State Louisiana or yeah. Free State Florida." Hey, how about? Instead of immediately going and trying to do your own thing, you join us doing our already successful and in progress thing, and we don't divide our energy across. I mean, if you're going to do that, you might as well just vote for the National Libertarian Party as all of your activism, because the That's two things are just as effective. It's constant. I, I don't understand how you can understand that, that concentration means concentration. It seems so basic. And, and Dennis, I've seen you on uh, Twitter. You're dealing with these objections all the time. Yep, I mean, how I've frustrating How frustrating is it for you as uh, you know, activist of the year, I think, of the uh, New Hampshire Liberty Alliance last year to, to look online and see libertarians struggling so hard for absolutely no, no reason and then you know, to completely not get it when it comes yeah. to this movement? Okay, so this is my 42nd year of libertarianism. Um, and, uh, I spent a lot of time slamming my head up, up against the wall. And so my heart actually goes out to a lot of these people and I understand the concern and the desire that they, you know, they don't have to move. You know, wouldn't it be nice if I could have a free state project right in my backyard? Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> yeah. I don't have to move. You know, I don't have to change jobs. I don't have to, uh, Leave your uh friends. convince I don't have to convince, yeah, if they are my friends. By the way, what is the language? What is the language uh, requirements on, on this on this program? Oh, we're on the radio. So uh, when in doubt, leave it out. I would gotcha. say is the, uh, the best way to approach it. Okay, and uh, am I on a delay? Because no, um, I mean, you're on the you're on uh-oh. a delay on the radio. So if you were to screw up, we can save we can save it. We can stop. Okay, it. we can stop it. But you All know, right, we prefer right. not to have to hit the dump button. So. <laughs> <laughs> we we have a five second delay here. So okay, thank you. Just I I would like to have a little bit of cushion there because yeah, I you're may okay. I may mess up because you know I mean are they really your friends? Are can authoritarians be your friends? Wasn't and, this uh, your topic I know, of your rant last year at Porkfest? Uh, it was my to- the topic of my rant uh, Move to two the years ago. I think. Okay. 
Yeah, last year was uh, uh, come and build a libertarian homeland. Uh, That's right. Two, uh, two years ago was there not your effing friends. Oh, that, yeah, that's it. As you Three, as you know, it left a mark on me. I remember that one very, very well. Well, as was revealed, I suspect you were referring to COVID, revealing that many of these people who you might have gone to the bar with after work or whatever in whatever city you lived mm-hmm. in actually were turning against uh, people who were of, of a liberty mindset and turning them out from their friends groups specifically because they wouldn't get a COVID shot or they wouldn't wear a mask mm-hmm. or whatever, right? Was that part of the inspiration for that? Yeah, I mean, if if somebody does not respect you as a human being, does not respect you as an autonomous, sovereign person, can they actually be your friend? If they believe that they can enslave you through a proxy government, can they actually be your friend? Or do they see you in in some fashion uh, as a psychopath sees you, as a, as a tool of their desire? for some sort of uh, benefit in the future. Uh, so yeah, that was my, uh, that was my rant uh, two years ago, three years ago. I mean, each, each year I have a, I have a good rant. So uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. I'll vouch for that. So you, uh, you got caught up in organizing the porcupine freedom festival and, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that is something I would entrapped, not wish. I think entrapped. Yeah. And I've word. said this to you before. <laughs> I would not wish that on anyone, uh, because it is a, Having organized some things myself, I used to put together a little, a much smaller event called Keenvention out here a few years uh, before the feds raided us the first time, and that just basically made me say, you know what, I don't have time for this. Uh, but we did a few of them out here, and so you know, knowing a little bit about organizing an event, there, there's a lot going on, especially one the size of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. There's always a lot of plates that are spinning all at the same time, and you as the uh, the primary organizer, you have to kind of deal with all that. Now you started out, I think, in a in a different role. Were, weren't you kind of like an assistant organizer when the Paxtons were doing Pork Fest several years ago, and you kind of worked your way up? That's right. Uh, I I just moved here, um, and I was looking for kind of a place to uh, to 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 set up. Uh, luckily, um, Jessica Paxton was looking for somebody to take over a large part of uh, of 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 her particular uh, year. Um, and I came in and I was really, what I wanted to do is I wanted to shift us more towards, uh, highlighting porcupines, highlighting what we were doing. I I had just moved here. And so I went around and just basically started going and saying, who's doing what? And I was going around interviewing people and saying, Hey, um, would you mind talking about that at pork fest? And so we actually had one of the highest porcupine led pork fest ever and that's that's how i made my mark it was really more feeding my own curiosity about what was going on here and thinking that we really should be offering that to at the porcupine freedom festival and um and everyone loved it you know the porcupines loved it but also even more importantly our real target segments uh, the, the target segments that you know the, the the movers um i mean i i you say i'm organizer I really kind of consider myself a, a redesigner of Porkfest, mm-hmm. um, and I made some very significant changes over the years to Porkfest, uh, repositioning it, redesigning it, retargeting it. You know, that's basically my background is is in uh, uh, the design of new products, um, and I use those techniques uh, to uh, to really kind of go after people who were uh, kind of ignored. 
Um, and uh, on all my measures, I'm very high. It's, it's, it's been an extremely successful. We're, we're more than double the size of, of Porkfest before, more than seven times the number of events. Um, and even more importantly, the things that I was really concerned with was that amongst the really hardcore libertarians, uh, the Free State Project and Porkfest just were not elements, were not things that they were thinking about. Um, and now we are, you know, much more commonly talked about. Uh, it's, it's, it's become one of these things of where they're really fear of missing out. Um, and I, I'm very happy with, uh, with how we've used that. Uh, there's been a couple of other elements of that, of that thing of kind of getting away from the Cato and reason segments, mm -hmm. uh, and moving more towards the beltway the really libertarian types. I mean, that's right. Yeah. And, and my argument originally was that you know these are not our targets we should not be targeting these people they're easy they're easier to get these these smaller segments are much harder to get but the more that we go after the uh you know the secessionists the freedom cells the mises caucus uh you know people like that uh the anarcho-capitalists the uh the people um the more that we're going after them rather than the people who are arguing 32% versus 28% taxation, 32% versus 28%. If you think that that's your core uh, issue, you're not moving. I can tell you right there, right now, mm -hmm. we should leave you. Uh, we, we should, we should not be expending our resources there. We should be expending the resources of, of people who understand that libertarianism is ultimately an abolitionist movement, that that is what we're doing. We are taking the last step. Yeah, you know, we've gotten rid of, or we, purportedly, we've gotten rid of private uh, chattel slavery. We still have this six thousand year history of slavery to rulers, and everyone thinks, except libertarians, everyone thinks that that's acceptable, and that is that's our goal. The people who really, really desire that, you know, those are the people I want to move here. Um, you know, people who are more conservative. I think there's great places in Florida and Texas to move to, Indiana, Idaho. And the uh, you know progressives, they have lots of lots of great states. I mean, if you're a conservative, there's just no reason to work on a project to get people together. Just move to Texas. Texas is great for conservatives right now. No work to be done. Right? They hate personal freedoms in Texas. So uh, I gotta agree so far with everything that you've said, Dennis. Uh, I totally agree that content at the Porcupine Freedom Festival at least on the official stage, because there's all kinds of unofficial things going on out there, should be focused on uh, porcupines, specifically people here in New Hampshire. And I got to agree that we shouldn't be pandering to uh, the Beltway Libertarians. So, so far, we completely agree on this. And one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on was because there have been so many disagreements, as there always are. I mean, it's it. This has been going on since long before you know Dennis Pratt organized the Porcupine Freedom Festival. I mean, There's look, a week ago, you, me, and Bonnie had a mild disagreement about yeah. whether or not touching someone on the shoulder it constitutes aggression. Like we libertarians did. love. We had it out about that arguing. One. <laughs> um, so yeah, and we're, I want to get into some of that here, but I want to get a little bit more of your background. Um, you, you know, you said you just moved just several years ago when did you come up here and where'd you come from uh so i had uh uh I, i'm uh, born and raised in new york city oh god uh, so very a very uh, uh a troubled <laughs> teen in uh jersey you don't sound like um, you're from new york city yeah um, i never knew that yeah i'm from manhattan okay which is a little bit different from brooklyn i see different from queens yep. different from long island uh, I, I, I used to have this debate with all the uh, college people. Uh, I, I went to college in uh, 
I went undergrad and grad at Northwestern and grad at MIT. But at Northwestern, there were a lot of people from Long Island and they would say, you're not from you're not from New York. You can't be from New York. And it, because they all had that very Long Island type uh -huh. of yeah. uh, sound. I, I said, I'm, I'm, the, I'm from the only place that you can put New York, New York, and it actually arrives. The, uh, uh, the letter actually arrives. Okay. Wow. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's, different, there's different accents throughout the entire city. So you must um, have been within the libertarian community there at the time. You said you were 40-plus year libertarian, so you must have been active in the city, right? What was, what was that no, like? No, 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 no. I was, I was a democratic socialist for, oh. uh, my, uh, for my teen years mm -hmm. and my early, uh, you know, basically through 22, 23 or something like that. Uh, so, no, I was, uh, I was very strong on the left, very anti-war. Mm -hmm. That's really where I come from. I, uh, you know, when when you when I I I, tell you, I say I came I came from the anti-war left, and that's why I'm so upset with what the left has been doing. Uh, with yeah, they left thing. they uh, left the anti-war thing um, behind, and, and and you know it's just you know I I have to say I I think that a lot of the libertarians have left. I mean, yeah, I, I I I go how can we be in our third decade and this still is going on and it's not really a third decade. This 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 constant war has been going on for so long, and I can't stop it. It has something that just bothers me so much. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, so that was my background. Um, I've I was working out of the uh, Chicago Mercantile Exchange. I was probably the only uh, uh, Democratic. I was probably the only socialist in at, at the Mercantile Exchange. That's uh, like trading. Wall Street, right? That's a Wall Street job. No, it's trading yeah. commodities. Okay, so I was actually arbitraging gold. Uh, uh, okay. across uh, different markets uh, between the New York, New York market and the Chicago market. Um, but uh, and uh, my boss left to, uh, he, he, he left to start up a company. He, the per first person he hired was me, uh, which was really interesting because he was like an arch conservative and he knew I was a, like this democratic socialist. Hmm. We basically argued. So we would, we would be in a startup situation seven days a week, you know, long hours. And the way we would take breaks would be arguing like you guys arguing. Mm -hmm. Uh, but what was very strange was that, um, we both really were, uh, logically consistent. That was really mattered to us. And so when the other person pointed out a logical inconsistency, we would, uh, you know, we, we, we couldn't let it go. I think that's um, the thing that is why libertarians like to quote unquote argue is because we all, practice being logical and it's fun for us like i hate when people point it out and try to say like libertarians always there's always drama there's always drama like sure sometimes there's drama in every group at any any time you look at them but i don't think it's necessarily that libertarians like quote-unquote drama i think that it's like we like to talk out arguments like we've been thinking about this for years or whatever and now we want to talk it out with somebody and can you break my logic? Nope, I win. You know, I mean, it's fun. Well, one of the problems, of course, is on Twitter, you don't have a real conversation with somebody most of the time. Exactly. And th then it ends snipes up in a point and then seeming, somebody else. Or just the Internet in general, whenever you're texting over text. Well, Twitter in particular, and that's one of the reasons I love Twitter, because it's got the 280 uh, character limit. And whoever, Unless you pay them. Then yes, you're have and 4, whoever 000. allowed that should be fired. Yeah, the, It should well, be text. a hard limit. of two, If you can't say it within 280 characters, it doesn't belong on Twitter. I'm pretty sure that was Elon Musk. Who, uh, then fire him. <laughs> I don't care to use TwitLonger or the, mm -hmm. the thread unravel thing or yeah. the click to show more thing. Take that crap to Facebook or Tumblr or WordPress or Blogspot or wherever. 
just not for the literal microblogging site that is meant for shorter messages. Because it trains people where they don't have to learn to condense their message into fewer words. So they can just ramble endlessly and say in 4,000 words something that could have been said in 40. Well, that said, there are some problems when you don't have the ability to to express yourself fully. Uh, Let's see. So you're in New York City. You're, uh, you started as a socialist, which kind of makes sense, right? You're surrounded by that probably. I started as a communist. Well, not really, up. but I was once a communist. And that changed for you at some point. You know, can you kind of take us back to that, that point in your yeah, 20s? Well, that, was the, uh, that, was, that was during this startup. And so he was, uh, he was economically uh, conservative, but he was definitely Pax Americana. And he was also not into body freedom. I was but very heavy hmm. body freedom and uh and uh uh you know you've got to end these damn wars and uh I I thought that the money should just all flow to the government and we give it out equi- uh, equitably mm-hmm. um when and you say so, body freedom uh, what what do you mean well that you own your own body that I, I mean that, that's that's how I would frame it today I wouldn't have framed it then right uh that's 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 the uh, libertarian ethics I guess, uh, like, coming through what aspect of that was he against like was he pro life oh, or against tattoos no. or what yeah he would be he, he uh laws against drugs laws against uh uh you know how you use your body I see. so he actually thought that that you could create you ought to be able to create laws to enforce cultural norms oh god Right, he's conservative. So, yeah. yeah, it's conservative. He's conservative. He's, he was an arch conservative, but uh, but I mean, I, I there's it's funny because um, yeah, I I actually dislike Twitter. I know Ari just made a big case for it because I don't think that Twitter is something that can actually convince people or explain what this gigantic paradigm shift is uh for um for uh, uh libertarianism well you're a big Quora number- guy you used to be like one of the top libertarian people i on was Quora, the top right? yeah i was the top uh writer on of uh, libertarians on on Quora. um and uh and i wrote lengthy pieces but it was all yes i understand how hard this is let me take you by the hand and and lead you through it but dennis right? i told you before i really like how you communicate on twitter because you have these little short sentences that almost get put pieced together and then you can understand a lot from the the things you've chosen to highlight basically i don't know you kind of make you have a way of making something say a lot more than the letters that you have there and to be fair i don't have any issue with like longer messages i just don't think that twitter is the place for it all right that's all stand by dennis we're going to continue here dennis pratt is with us he is the current boss over at the porcupine freedom festival what does that actually mean though what, what sort of things does he have control over at this festival because one of the things that was done right with the porcupine freedom festival in recent years is there's been a heavy decentralization i think that was the right choice we'll talk about it coming up Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. In addition to being one of the world's first cryptocurrencies, Dash was the first crypto project to have a decentralized autonomous organization that to this day continues to improve and promote Dash. Every month, 10% of the mining rewards go into a treasury. Anyone with one Dash to spend can put forward a proposal to the Dash masternodes to vote on. The masternodes vet the proposals and decide which ones move forward and are funded by the Treasury. In fact, that's exactly how we got this sponsorship. Nowadays, DAOs are plentiful, but Dash paved the way by doing it first, nearly a decade ago. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. 
Thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Dash.org. Live, the phones are not quite open all the way. I mean, you can call in if you have a question about the Porcupine Freedom Festival. The, I would say, as Aria pointed out, the world's premier liberty-oriented festival that goes on. It's bigger than any libertarian convention. It's not a convention because it's not in a hotel. It's at a campground. It's at Rogers Campground, uh, and it's coming up. We we didn't even mention this. Uh, Porkfest.com is, of course, where you can go because tickets are still available are at they? this, as I understand it, at least as of the last time I was uh, watching Free State Live. My friends got theirs about a month ago. Yeah, so Dennis, give us, a, give us a ticket update. Uh, what are we looking looking at? Dennis Pratt is with us here. It's Ian Bonney and Aria in the studio tonight. How's uh, how the sales yeah, coming along? We, <clears throat> Yeah, so when I uh, when I first redesigned it, well, you know, I was uh, the first couple of years I was testing things, and then I I redesigned it, and uh, I remember uh, telling uh, the uh, the the group over at Forkfest. I'm hoping that we're talking to about that the uh, Telegram group there, and I would tell them, I'd say, you know, look, guys, I don't think you realize what's happening here. Uh, you know, I'm selling, I'm selling a lot of tickets. We're going to sell out the campground. Oh, we'll never sell out the campground. The campground won't be sold out. And, uh, we sold out the campground. And then, uh, at some point I had to kind of make a decision about what, what the maximum number was. We didn't know what the number should be. Mm -hmm. We never thought that we'd, we'd, we'd hit a maximum. The maximum has to do with sewage and water. Right. That's really what, what controls it. Uh, and we had no idea what would break and what wouldn't break. And, well, we've uh, seen things break on that campground at way less than, (laughs) uh, 2000. I mean, there were pipes breaking and, you know, years ago, I, there was a couple campsites where, you know, sewage was coming up. Now the campground did a good job of handling that as soon as possible, but yeah, there's only so much the infrastructure on this campground Mm -hmm. can hold, which by the way, is the largest campground in the state of New Hampshire. It does not get bigger uh, then Rogers Campground. This is it. Unless somebody else goes out and builds a brand new campground or buys Rogers and then you know tears some more trees down or something to make some more room, this is as big as it can get. And you said that it's sold out as far as the campground. The the campground is this year. Bonnie confirmed that happened right this. away. I mean that happened yeah, really quickly. Like basically when Porkfest 2022 ended, people were like. There was rumors that it was already sold out, but I was like number seventeen on the waiting list a couple weeks ago when I. To when get to a go, campsite, you mean? To get an RV site or something In like either that. site, whatever comes open. And yeah. for anyone curious how this can happen, it's because there's a lot of smaller hotels and Airbnbs and stuff like that around Rogers Campground where one can come during the day and then sleep elsewhere. So even if the campsites and the motel room and all of that are like sold out, there's still a nearby hotel that people can stay at. Maybe. Some, usually. <laughs> Have you right. heard anything about the hotel status? I mean, is there any, are people yeah, even? Yes, yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, the, some hotel rooms just opened up. Uh, oh, okay. I, I just I just saw... You know, there are five rooms at one of the places. I was going, really? There's five rooms there? But they just opened up. You They're going to go fast. People drop out for yeah. var- various reasons and sure. stuff like that. So I highly recommend get on wait list. Things move. Mm-hmm. You know, things are still going to be moving. Right now, you know, um, 
People are going to be making some decisions. They're going to say, hey, should I pack up and go to the most awesome libertarian uh, convention in the world, uh, festival in the world? Am I, uh, you know, is that something that I really want to do, this week-long immersion to Liberty Village? Or do I want to stay home and watch the Golden Girls rerun? <laughs> and you'll be surprised to find out how many libertarians decide that Golden Girls reruns are more important than going and actually experiencing this thing that they – I mean, you know, when we become libertarians, I, I never finished the story of as to how I became libertarian. Okay, thank you. When yeah. we become libertarians, um, it's such a beautiful thing. It's such a transformation. Uh, and I remember, I mean, what happened was we argued, and 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 over time, you know, my 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 wife threatened to divorce me and all that type of stuff because she had married a socialist and she she came from kind of a leftist uh, okay. uh, family, and so I was like kind of a triumph. And then she was going, you know, if you keep going down this path, I don't think we could stay together. And I was going, but is what I'm saying illogical? You know, I, I, I was like going, going, you know, total libertarian on her. I go, you know, is, 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 does this not make sense? And she didn't really care because she was scared of being ostracized. So, you know, um, I, I, there's a number of characteristics uh, that I, I uh, use for whether someone can actually convert to libertarianism. And definitely ability to withstand social ostracization is one of them. That you, you will still do what you think is right despite what the crowd says. Um, so, uh, you know, it's logical consistency, you know, social so be, being, you know, uh, I, I think it's called disagreeableness. But being willing to be disagreeable, being willing to go against the crowd. Uh, anyway, so uh, I, we, uh, we finally got to a point, my conservative friend and I, where uh, we weren't disagreeing. And, um, you know, it was just shocking. We were going, well, you know, it's not fun working anymore because we, we can't argue about anything. <laughs> we actually have agreement. But we thought we had invented something new. Oh, re oh really? Um, and it was about six months later that I actually saw on the Chicago bus that slosh, the, the snow was there. The, the sloshing back and forth. I was staring down just kind of vacantly. I was reading up this uh, uh, leaflet upside down and said something. And I was like looking at it. I was going, oh, my God. I pick it up. It's dripping wet. And I jump out of the bus. I find a payphone. I was going around the loop. So in Chicago. I call in Chicago. Friend, okay, got it. And I call up my friend. I say, I know what we are. There's a name. For what we are, we're libertarians, <laughs> <laughs> and that was the first. That was the first time I'd heard it. You know, um, uh, a few months later, I made it to a libertarian uh, convention, which was, you know, it was so disappointing for me oh, because they were all kind of from the conservative conservative side, <sighs> um, and uh, you know, it's 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 already lonely enough. <laughs> mm -hmm. But you see this beauty, right? You see this beauty. And, you know, and for me, I was going, oh, my God, everything that I really hope for in terms of the poor, in terms of minorities, uh, you know, we can actually achieve this. We can actually get this. And I, you, you get so excited. And so you try to do this conversion and, um, you know, you do it over and over. And it's, it's just so hard. And so, you know, it, uh, this is a long story just to say my heart goes out to all those people who don't realize that they are stuck in the authoritarian 49, mm -hmm. that they're not going to convince, they're not going to convince their Thanksgiving table, nope. let alone their, their entire state. Um, 
And, uh, you know, I mean, what I do on, on, uh, on Twitter is, you know, people say, oh, well, we'll, we'll convert this, this state. And so I say, I just work it out mathematically. What does that mean? You know, in 125 years, you're going to be where the, where New Hampshire is now. You know, I work it out mathematically for them. Um, so, you know, you, and, no, they're and not. that's just, ass- you're giving and, it too and much that assumes, credit. that assumes that yeah. we have, that we have enough libertarians right. to actually get to that point. Yeah. The other you know? thing, and, you know, you can't give them too much credit in the other 49 states because the thing is we're, I've always called it the brain drain here, the libertarian brain drain, because we attract the best and the brightest of the liberty movement from across you know, not just the United mm-hmm. States, but in many cases, people come from all over the world to be here in New Hampshire as part of, you know, the Free State Project and the migration. So everybody that's come here has come from somewhere else. So those somewhere else's don't have these thousands going down at the same time of people. Yeah. And so they're not replacing these great activists with people who are just as good. If they're replacing them at all, they're replacing them with newbies who have yeah, no experience. The, that's the most annoying part because most of these people that say, oh, why don't we do it in my state, in Louisiana or whatever, I don't even think they realize that there's not enough liberty. Like, the thing is that most of the time I don't see them talking about converting their whole state. I did see one specifically saying, oh, we can all move to Mississippi and they're already <laughs> halfway there and we can convert the miss- all of Mississippi, which is absolutely ridiculous. It was coming from yeah. someone from Texas who probably just had never been to Mississippi or something. I'm from Mississippi. It's nowhere near Libertarian. Right. This was absolute ignorance. But most of the time, I think that they just think, oh, people should just start moving to my state. It's like, what? You think you're going to poach our people that we've been moving to New Hampshire? Not going to happen. I I think it's absolutely um, true that you can't just start trying to convert people who want who don't have any interest in it. I think that if you start putting out seeds, people start asking you questions. You can work on those people. But just to think you can just change everyone around you just because you are right even if you're completely right i wish that right, were true just i mean doesn't there, happen. there was a time when i thought that you know a lot of people were secretly libertarian they just didn't know what it was and then covid showed me the truth and that is that i think we're that doesn't make by- sense because that's like saying that libertarianism is a gene or something but i do think mm-hmm. that lots of people have the ability to reason within themselves and it's just never been taught to them because public schools don't actually teach the trivium they don't teach reasoning and logic um but I don't think that that makes sense to say somebody's libertarian and don't know it. That doesn't make sense to me anymore. I used to kind of think that made sense, but it doesn't make sense because it's like saying libertarianism is like a gene and no, it's just not. It just I mean. means they wouldn't want to control other people and they just don't give any thought to what their political identity but is. But maybe right? right now they do want to control other people, but they just haven't thought it through logically. I think that's what the case that Ian was making. Is no, I'm saying like you could be somebody that absolutely... W- is completely dead wrong, dead wrong in every way. I used to think Mexicans were coming over to take our land and is uh, Islam should be banned from America. I was dead wrong. I wasn't mm-hmm. like, well, I don't want to control people, but I just don't know what, what libertarianism is. I was dead wrong, very mm-hmm. bad, right-winger. Police are good. We need laws, things like that. I just got it explained to me. And the main thing was I wanted to know what my beliefs were coming from me, not from being led by emotion. So I literally looked up elementary school books about logic. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it is definitely possible to bring some people on board. Go ahead, Dennis. I was just saying, and, and Bonnie and I have had this argument on Twitter, which is just a terrible platform to have a deep discussion. Right. 
Nonetheless, we've tried to do that. And uh, I am definitely of the, you know, after my decades and, you know, and Bonnie, maybe, maybe, maybe after 40 years or so, she, she will have the, the, the way of converting people. I think that it's, it's Bonnie was of the type. She had characteristics, whether they're innate, I suspect they are, or whether they were learned early. But I think that, I think that there's also a genetic component that actually allowed her to go and say, I need to understand this. You know, it was just like my friend and I, you know, when, when we converted, it took nine months for us to convert. Uh, my friend and I, we both came to this, 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 this synthesis that, you know, was, was impossible before, but it took nine hard months and we stuck with it. We were determined. We were, you know, we were, we were, we were pounding it really and, and, and willing to kind of go, okay, there's something wrong here with my thinking. What is that? Most people are just not, they're totally comfortable with A and not A. If you're comfortable with A and not A, it's darn hard to become libertarian. What is here. that? It's the logical A and not A? Oh. It's yeah, the first thing. Go ahead. Can you, the, can you explain that? Yeah. So A and not A is, is you, know, you, you have one belief and then you have the opposite belief. And you're no. holding those two beliefs as true at the same time. Uh, so, you know, you could call it hypocrisy, you could call it just logically, logically inconsistent. You mean like the belief um, that uh, a lot of people have that uh, you can't trust politicians, but we need the government. Right. My favorite was Mitt Romney in uh, when he was running for presidential. He said that in 2000, he was the CEO of Bank Capital, but he wasn't the CEO of Bank Capital. And he said this in a debate. And conservative, went, yeah, that checks out. That makes sense. I'm like, no, <laughs> it doesn't. He literally said he was the CEO and wasn't the CEO in the same sentence. Well, isn't Biden's wife a doctor, but not a doctor? I don't know. We, She's a PhD in education or uh, something silly like that. We, we love yeah, independence, I, I, but we don't like secession. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's really good to, you know, um, I, I'm actually, I'm actually going to work on an instrument to, to identify who is worthy of your time and effort to convert, which is for me, it's not really conversion. It's more uh, uh, revealing, mm -hmm. uh, the libertarian. Uh, but one of them is the person who gets really upset when you do a logical inconsistency and the, you know, their voice, wait, you can't say it. Yeah. That person there. That person has a chance. Now, there's other things that's required, but that's a really, really good clue that that's, a, that's somebody who might be, uh, might be uh, 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 able to make the journey. You know, Bonnie, I, I, and it's so funny because we know how weird we are. You know, we know how, how, how unusual we are. And yet we keep projecting that other people are like us and that, that they can follow the same path that we took. I just, and think, I just think that that is so, uh, so wrong. And uh, it's, it's, you know, I haven't, I converted a lot of people on court, but it took a long time and they were extremely, extremely intellectual, extremely open, extremely curious. Tell me more about this. You know, so are you saying this versus this? So they were really good into discourse. They were really curious. They wanted to know a lot of them couldn't make it. A lot of them couldn't make it for a variety of other reasons besides logical consistency. Um, you know, uh, you know, for example, the, that social ostracization that they were so scared that they were going to be ostracized. That I can't talk about this anymore. They, 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 they truncate the, the, uh, the conversation. Um, but you know, I just think it's just so costly. 
and and that's 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 really where I You're am now. Con- conversion is is costly. Conversion. conversion. I just don't think yep. it has to be supplication. I don't think it has to be. If you're if you're just putting out there what you believe, you're not like what we do on Free Talk Live every single night is basically just say this is what I believe. A lot of the times, people that like to uh, have something negative to say about Free Talk Live, it's you guys just agree with each other all night. But that's the thing: we're basically on here explaining what we believe. People get to listen to it. People will start listening and say. The first 15 minutes, I was so pissed off that I just couldn't help but get more. And I just kept listening. It's not that we're agonizing. We're not, it's not like some kind of hard, hard labor. Like, please understand this. You have to look at this and look at the. We're just saying what we believe, being ourselves. And I think that's the that's the best way. That That's how I uh, treat my Twitter. I just say things that are true all well, day. That's essentially. Uh, you and know, I've gotten a, a, people just straight up ask me like, Bonnie, what? I see this stuff you say, like, are you, I don't want to sound dumb, but are you a Republican? What What's going on? And they just want to know more. And that's cool. And, that's, and it sucks uh, that they think I'm a Republican, but. Yeah, well, some people think we're communists, depending on who, yeah. you know, right. depending on who's listening and what their preconceived notions are. Um, and, and what we do is we do a broadcast, right? So we hit, I don't know, however many hundreds of thousands of people might be listening to uh, the radio right now that happen to be broadcasting this particular episode. And some people who are hearing this maybe are in a place where they can uh, be open-minded enough to ask questions and to listen longer and to come on board. There's also but, a lot in there. I mean, it's not just talking into a microphone. That's all it is like when the show was actually on. But to get to a point where Free Talk Live was being heard by hundreds of thousands of people, Ian put in a lot of effort. I didn't mean it's not work. I just meant that it's not like we're going to one person and being like, okay, what do you believe? Here's why that's wrong. I, I think that would be agonizing, gotcha. difficult, impossible, yeah, basically. Sure. But the other the other thing I have to ask you, Dennis, is would you believe that there was some kind of mechanistic or gene component in this if we didn't live in a society where 99% of the people you talk to, maybe not 99, but most people you talk to went to public schools because they are literally trained to not have unity consciousness, to be in constant um, opposition with their own thoughts and think nothing of it because they're just trained to memorize things. Those things are all true. Those things may conflict each other. They don't think about Mm -hmm. that because they didn't learn logic. Well, do, you, would, do you think we would be looking at the same situation if ev- almost everyone you talked to didn't go to public school? Good question. I think I think public school, you know, uh, I don't know if we'll get to it, but, you know, abusing children. I think public schools is one of the greatest abuse of children. It is a uh, it is a mental retardation of their of their brains, a destruction right. of their brains yep. and an inability for them to think um, and uh, kind of intentionally so. Uh, you know, I think that the Definitely. history is, uh, uh, shows that. Um, and, uh, you know, I think it's, uh, it's very sad. I actually started a company, uh, a group, uh, you know, one of my multiple efforts to backdoor into libertarianism. You know, when I, when I realized that conversion didn't work, supplication didn't work, electoral didn't work, you know, being depressed about it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I did was I, I, I worked on, on some backdoor ways of doing it, but one of them was called parents decide. And the, uh, our motto was my money, my child, my decision. And that was the, the, the idea was to rescue people's children from the government schools and give them a uh, different outlet, uh, and and I saw that as being key, as you're as you're stating, yeah. Bonnie, that if we could get them out 
of the government's clutches uh you know the the just the indoctrination and brainwashing uh but also you know perhaps teaching them a little bit better to actually think critically that's a hard thing to do thinking critically is hard to do most people don't want to do it so uh you know, so I, I saw that as a backdoor way. Uh, I, you know, maybe someday I'll tell you about my experiences there. That was that was a very interesting. Time. At what point did you realize, uh, or did you hear about the Free State Project, and you know how fast did you make the move out here after you heard about it? Uh, Two thousand eleven, I came up here for a birthday. Carol was out of town, and she said, "Well, you know, what would you like to do?" I had a an old uh, socialist friend who had sent me back in uh, 2003, 2004 about the Free State Project. Uh, and I discounted it because he was still a socialist and what the hell does he know? And, mm. you know, um, uh, but yeah, I had heard about him, heard about it. And I finally came up here and, uh, I was only coming up for the day of my birthday. My birthday's always falls in, um, uh, pork fest during oh, pork okay. fest. That's nice. Uh, and so I came up just for that day. Um, and it was one of the most incredible experiences of my life because I had never been around people who started with a premise of self-ownership of respecting your your sovereignty of respecting you as a as a human being and not utilizing you as a as a psychopathic tool i was going oh my god this is incredible and i could have conversations i never had those types of conversations you know in amongst my groups even though i was in extremely intellectual groups um and so I called up Carol that night. I said, honey, you know, I, I know I was going to come, uh, come back home uh, tonight, but I, I, I'm enjoying myself. I'm just going <laughs> to stay and I'm going to stay one more day. And then the next night one I more called day. up. I said, one honey, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so 2011, I spent the whole week there. Oh, that's great. Uh, and uh, wow. I, I came back, uh, you know, uh, 12, 13, I, I think 13, 14, 13, 14, 15, I brought my daughter uh and then i i took a long hiatus i think 15 was a a break year for for a number of reasons uh which we might go into but it it was a break year for me um and then uh you know and then basically it was the end of 2018 uh that i came up for uh uh, uh to to move um uh, so that was my, my wife by that time, my, my wife spent m- many decades kicking me under the table because I would bring up topics and try to still see if I could convert people. Um, and she was always very fearful that I was, I, that, that people would be rejecting us for that. Um, but, uh, you know, when I started writing on Quora and, uh, she started being able to read the long form. Right. So this is an argument to uh, Arya's uh, Twitter. Uh, I think of Twitter as a signaling for my gang. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's kind of a it's it's it, you're putting out a signal and that's it. It's uh, it's it's to the already already believers. Right. Yeah. Um, and and or against the people who don't believe, you know, and so it's it's a good us versus them thing. It is not a, a good conversion thing. But she, she actually, you know, after reading about three months of my stuff, I wrote, a, I wrote 2,000 long-form essays on Quora, mm-hmm. uh, almost 2,000. Um, and uh, she was like going, you know, okay, I, all right, I think I understand this. And she's actually the one who suggested we move to the free state for all retirement. All right, there you go. And I was like, uh, <laughs> really? Is that, is that serious? I was so excited. That is exciting. Uh, we came up, we were looking for a property. We had high criteria. My wife created a... 
you know, she creates things and she created this property really fast. We, you know, we, we found it really fast. We bought it. Uh, we were going to transition over kind of three, four years, but just as soon as we had this, I, I said, I'm not going back to Massachusetts. So we had two houses. Oh, you were in Massachusetts? Here, I in Massachusetts. Oh, yep. God. Yeah, I was in Massachusetts before you. I went there for graduate school. New uh, York, Chicago, MIT. Massachusetts. Yikes. Talk about out of the fry. I was pan. in the most, most uh, authoritarian. I mean, Chicago was actually the most interesting because it was so corrupt and they didn't give a darn about mm-hmm. it. They were just like, yeah. We're corrupt, and either you're <laughs> you with us. Wow. We're, we're either you're either with us or you're against us. If you're with us, we you know we might give you a little taste, and if you're against us, we're going to steal you. We're going to rob you blind. Um, and it was actually you know, Mayor Daly's Chicago was uh, was very upfront about it. Yeah, you, know, you go to Boston, they're, they're doing the same darn thing. They're just pretending a lot a lot more. Uh, you know, Chicago, they were just out in the open. <laughs> we're going to talk about the Porcupine Freedom Fest. We got some background here on how Dennis Pratt, the current organizer of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, found the movement, found the migration of uh, people who love liberty moving here to New Hampshire, as three of us on this show have done, as thousands of others out there have done. Thousands more still to come here, I suspect. Many, many more. And, of course, come on up to the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival, as Dennis did, and you will likely have that similar experience of, oh, my gosh, this thing's real. I got to get here. Uh, There's more coming up. Hour number two is on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Some of you have wanted to support Free Talk Live's mission on a monthly basis, but don't want to support Patreon. Now we have an alternative that also helps our premier streaming platform, Odyssey. Visit video.freetalklive.com and click join at the top of the channel. You can subscribe for $5 per month, and unlike other subscription services, Odyssey adds their processing fee on top, so it'll cost a little over $5 per month, but Free Talk Live will receive the entire amount you pledged. Higher donation tiers are available if you're feeling so inspired. You'll get a special membership badge that's visible in the Odyssey chat room, and if we get enough supporters, we may enable members-only chat. This new subscription method is a great way to decentralize our direct listener support away from just Patreon and also support a libertarian-run business, Odyssey. Please visit video.freetalklive.com and click join to subscribe to our Odyssey channel and help support spreading our message around the planet. Visit video.freetalklive.com and click join today. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, and you can join the show here if you've got a question about the Porcupine Freedom Festival. We have Dennis Pratt with us. Uh, he is the current organizer of the event, calling us from his home in Dover. And uh, we go to the phones here at 603-283-6160. We kind of talked about some of the background uh, behind Dennis and where he comes from, which is the big city, New York City. And some of the other cities like uh, Chicago, where he spent some time and was raised as a socialist, ended up changing his viewpoint after a lot of intellectual discussion with one of his uh, people that he worked with. And we've got him back here on the line here. Dennis, are you with us? I am. Can Excellent. you hear me? We got you loud and clear. In fact, we also have a call on the line from Alu Axelman from Liberty Block. Dot com Alu, a prolific Alu. libertarian author who I believe will be doing a debate at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Alu, tell us about the debate you're having. Do you know when and where that's going to be occurring? 
Yes, sir. And hello to Dennis. I'm glad you made it onto the show. Um, I am debating against Stephen Vellier, my good friend, who's also on the board of the FNHI. A foundation for New Hampshire Independence. Yes, sir. Yeah. We'll be debating on Thursday, the 22nd, at 12 noon at RV60, which is the Free State based. Okay, cool. So this is one of the many, many, what is it? How, how many dozen uh, hubs are there, Dennis, at this Porcupine Freedom Festival? The Free State based is so, just one of many, right? Right, right, right. I mean, there, you know, so Porkfest always had some uh, 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 groups doing things in the campground. So mm -hmm. they always had that. Um, what they didn't have was actually being able to put those into the official directory and have uh, uh, you know Park, uh, Park Fest uh, provide uh, the schedule of their events. And this was uh, and in a right lot now, of ways the fault of Hoova, which was very centralized, very expensive. It worked very well, but it was very this is an app. Yes, it was very limited, and I mean, it, it, this mechanism simply wasn't there for people out there in the campground to get their events on the Hoova app, which is what at the time ran the festival, right? No, no, no. It was actually it was actually a, a different philosophy of how to run the, the pork fest. Um, uh, now, I actually started. I I I prototyped this on Hoover. So I, I the the hubs that you see now I I actually prototyped in uh, in twenty in the in in twenty uh, on Hoover, um, and uh, now it's it, it it didn't work all that well. It was a little it was hard, uh, and so I had to write a lot of software to actually uh, support it separately. Uh, so what you have now is actually supported by my software, um, and uh, but last year we had seventy something hubs right now we wow. uh we had and i think we had 55 that were that were officially on the directory and then you know there's there's always the hubs that just refuse to you know i'm not going to report myself to the man lrn.fm there we gotta hit the old dump button on you because you can't say that one on the radio uh, but yes, what you were referring to was uh, people who, yes, yeah, some people just don't want to sign up for stuff. They don't want to join stuff, and that's fine. And th those people are certainly yeah. welcome uh, as well. You, but just to kind of explain what a hub is, what what is a hub? Yeah, so the, so the hub was, I basically said, look, you know, whatever it is that you want to do. Uh, I mean, my first year, I think I explained, I went around and, and asked people what they were doing in the free state. Everyone was so passionate, and they were so excited to share and then, you know, they were excited to put on a program. And so that's basically what I did. I, I said, okay, you, you know, whatever your passion area is, and I don't really care what it is. If you have something that you're passionate about, bring it to Porkfest. Share it with the people at Porkfest. Now, a lot of the things are liberty-oriented. They might be products, or they might be services, or they might be food-oriented. They might be uh, a lounge um, uh, where people just hang out and, and just enjoy each other. Uh, or they might be a venue where they actually put on, you know, a full range of, of programming. Uh, and that could be mm -hmm. everything from talks to how to's to experiential things to debates like, like Al Lou was talking about. Uh, but last year we had, a uh, about 70 or so 70, 75 this year we'll have about 125. That's amazing. So Alu, you're going to have a debate about what? So Stephen Vellier and I both support New Hampshire Independence, are both on, on the board, and he has a somewhat different approach. He has a very uh, more conservative and less 
um, uh, conflict, right. uh, less. Um, yeah, he has, a he more, has the approach more of, of let's ask approach. permission from master before right. you know before we leave. How asinine! <laughs> Excuse yeah, me, so husband, he, who beats me book. every day. May Can I, I have, leave? My, yeah, may I have permission to divorce you? <laughs> right. So yeah, that'd be an so interesting it, it debate. Fact, he he wrote a book about it called the Club Seventy Five Alliance Manifesto. I'm reading it now. I'm almost finished. It's very good. It's the same as his long, very well produced video online explaining how, pretty much how he. Wants to get liberty people to the state of New Hampshire, especially those who love liberty and hate the federal link. Yeah, he's a great activist. I mean, I don't, I don't want to sound like yeah, I'm downing yeah. Steve Villiers. I mean, yeah. he's, yeah. no, it's going to be a great debate. He's, he's a like long time. He's a long time. Uh, I think he's a long time treasurer for the Free State Project, and he holds some other mm -hmm. roles uh, as well. So definitely a doer, definitely a mover and a shaker. And he's just of the belief that let's get uh, his. Essentially, his project is to migrate people who are wealthy to New Hampshire, because obviously freedom benefits those people too. Uh, get wealthy libertarians to move to new hampshire and then uh, essentially petition the federal government to leave so it sounds like you're you're boning up by reading his book that way you're prepared you know everything that's going to come out of his exactly. mouth at the debate <laughs> very very good good strategy exactly yeah it's, it's a very good book um so i'm doing that but i'm doing like 10 other events of i can tell myself i'm gonna chill out at pork fest but i keep he's also um, doing you know, nine of the ten all at the same time he will actually be <laughs> in ten different <laughs> nine different places all at once and he has a kid he destroys the whole idea that you can't be an activist and have a kid that's true all of this that's super true. active has so much energy. yeah thank you in, in a sense it's gotten a lot busier like like i'm with my baby like all the time but in a sense i haven't like um had to had to draw back that much on the activism um, so like I've still been able to go to the state house to actually testify on bills a few times this, this session, and I'm still writing almost as much as ever. Um, so I'm still able to do a lot of stuff, but obviously the baby is a top priority and, and he does take some time, but yeah, you could definitely still be an activist with plenty of kids. And I know you're going to have a yeah, booth. You just go ahead, Dennis. You just, you, you just published a book, didn't you? Uh, just, you just released it two days ago or something. Yes, sir. Yep. Yep. About, about two, three days ago, I was, was going to mention that as well. Um, so so I, I finally wrote about gun control in a book, and, and it's called The Pocket Guide to Killing Gun Control. And I think it's a, a unique, comprehensive kind of guide, mostly preaching to the choir, which is most of what I do. But it's for all libertarians, conservatives, anarchists, um, or even centrists or leftists who, who even support gun control because it approaches um, destroying gun control in the debate from three totally different areas. So whether you want to argue constitutionally and based on what the Constitution says and case law and SCOTUS and, and history and founders, or you want to debate as far as human principles, natural negative rights, which is my favorite argument. It's a natural right to property and to self-defense, and a gun is a piece of property. Um, so it's those two natural rights. And the third one is the practical argument of looking at statistics. It's pretty much 100% correlation. Um, there's an association between looser laws and safer places and stricter laws and more dangerous places like Dennis mentioned, you know, Chicago, New York City, New Jersey. I also live in New York City and New Jersey. I can tell you um, from firsthand experience, they're very dangerous and mm. they're the two most strict gun control places in the union. Did you have something, Alu, that you were looking forward to besides, you know, events you're going to be uh, evolve, involved in? Is there something at the Porcupine Freedom Festival that's happening that is particularly interesting to you, something that you don't want to miss? I mean, there's, there's tons of stuff. I, I have a lot of things written down I, I don't want to miss, but there's going to be a lot of great talks. I mean, um, Nikki and Renee are going to do some natural childbirth and know your rights type of stuff. I'll probably go to those. They're going to be very interesting to me. Um, I'm hoping to play football at least once or twice. I'm hoping to grapple and box, and I'm putting on some clinics of grappling and boxing for people for free. 
Um, but the, the big thing is, I would just say seeing friends I haven't seen in a year. I mean, there are so many people that I, I know I see every year at Porkfest. I yell at them for not moving to New Hampshire so I can see them more, and it's all fun, um, and just hanging out and relaxing. And I, I promise I'm going to meditate this year and go to Nikki's morning <laughs> yoga at least once. Nice. I tell myself every year, but I never do. But as I'm sure you guys understand, I need to meditate. So I'm, <laughs> I'm going to do that this year. I chill out and take in the fresh air can a little you, bit because I do need to relax a bit. Can you I, quiet I, the I inner voice, Alu? <laughs> I've done it for, for, you know, a minute to, to five minutes here and there, but nice. I, I want to do it more. All right. That's a good goal, Alu. Uh, anything else you want to share with us tonight? That's all. Just check out the book, please. Uh, the Pocket Guide to Killing Gun Control. It's on Amazon and everything. And find me and pick it up in person. Alu Axelman is the author there. Thank you for the call tonight. appreciate it. Uh, so, Dennis, so we've been talking about the Porcupine Freedom Festival. I wanted to talk about something that I thought was a really good move that uh, the Porkfest made. And I and I think you get credit for this. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, or give me give credit to whoever deserves it. But there was a big protest that happened, and I feel like it was 2018 or 2019, where the vendors just said, you know what? We've had it with these vendor fees. We've had it with all the rules. And they went over and they they created their own uh, vendor area that was outside of the sort of the, the classic zone. There's this thing called Agora Valley, which is the a few different RV sites or rows of RV sites right as you sort of heading up towards the, the pavilion. That used to be the real hot spot for years. That was where everybody who wanted to be seen would locate. And it was a very, very popular place to be. Still is now. Well, it is now, yeah. but there was one year in, I think it was 2018 or 2019, where the vendors were just like tired of all the rules that uh, you know previous organizers had had come up with. And there were always reasons for the rules, but they were tired of it. And they were tired of the vendors' fees, and they said, you know what, we're just going to go over here. And they made this, uh, this row that was kind of like a little ways down, and almost every vendor went over there. Where were you during this? Were you sort of like assisting with the Porcupine Freedom Festival at that time? And was it was it you who made the decision, you know what, let's get rid of these vendor fees, let's decentralize the campground, let's let's step away as this sort of organizing force of the Free State Project, which is, if I recall correctly, used to actually rent the entire campground or reserve it or something. And and it's, at some point somebody in leadership said, This isn't working. We've upset the vendors. And there, you know, there's a, there's a revolt. They didn't leave the event. They just went and they did their own thing. How did that come about? Were you involved in in that? Yeah, I mean that was part of my redesign. So mm-hmm. I I did an extensive redesign of of Porkfest. Now, what you what you you're talking about some decisions that Jessica made, um, and uh, you know, I mean, I, she. I don't think what you, I I don't think you realize where Porkfest was. Porkfest is, uh, uh, you know, a very important, at least nominally, an important part of the Free State Project. The idea is, you know, we're trying to build this Liberty homeland. Uh, how do we get people to come? Well, what if we give them an experience, a little taste of what that might look like? And that is what the Porcupine Freedom Festival is. You know, I call it an immersion into a simulated um, uh, uh, freedom village for uh mm-hmm. for a week um the trouble was was that you know for a variety of reasons and i you know and i i had to study it and think through it what what the reasons were um uh park fest was always right on the edge of losing money if it wasn't losing money or you'd have to kind of you kind of like had to look squinty whether it was losing money or not mm-hmm. um it was uh it wasn't uh serving us in terms of getting movers here 
Uh, it was causing, it was costing the uh, organization even more than the money. It was costing us enormous amounts of volunteer time. Uh, that was just, you know, that, that it's not free. Volunteer time is not free. It's taken away from other things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and so the idea was, you know, do we keep it up? Do we, do we keep going with this porky, uh, with this, um, uh, porcupine freedom festival as something that's run by and for the FSP? Uh, do we shut it down? Uh, do we spin it off? And Jessica was looking at, okay, what if we spun it off and we don't actually have uh, cash to kind of run it from behind? You know, could it actually make, you could it actually break even? Um, is that something that's possible? Uh, and, you know, one of the ideas that she had uh, was, okay, look, you know, you, you have these vendors coming. Why aren't they kind of helping pay for this thing? Uh, and so that was, that was that attempt, but yeah, uh, when I took it over, uh, you know, I, I diagnosed the problem quite differently. Uh, I used a number of models, uh, including Forkfest, including Jack, um, uh, Jack Schmex, uh, Jack, uh, how do you pronounce his last name? Alt Expo. Yeah. Shimmick, uh, Alt Expo, which was Shimmick. Jack. Yeah. Uh, the Alt Expo, uh, you know, uh, uh, uh a lot of that, it just say, said, okay, what if we actually design this quite differently. And I took it away from, you know, you, you keep on talking about uh, your model is the OG model of pork fest being down in the bowl and that type of thing. I junked that model. I junked that model almost immediately. I said, we shouldn't be a hierarchical uh, uh, pork fest. It shouldn't be something that's, that's done by the organizers run from this, from the field and the pavilion. And instead the, the pork fest should be, throughout the entire campground now if i had the energy and i don't last year was last year was supposed to be my last year uh but the way where i would be going where i a younger man is is rogers campground would turn into a total fairground it would be a fairground liberty village and you would actually camp across the street in the field or, or some other place that would be campgrounds you'd be staying off sites you know there would be some people still there but uh it would be a much larger you know uh we're talking you know gigantic uh festival with 330 hubs um and that's really where i that's really where i was heading uh last year uh you know i i just don't have um, I, i'm an old man i don't have that much energy uh, last year was supposed to be my last year. Um, and, uh, you know, the hubs that I, the, what I do is very hard to do. Uh, it takes a special skill and it takes a lot of work. And they basically decided they were going to go ahead and kind of jump the whole thing and go back to the bowl idea. And I said, not for XX. I, I just couldn't do it. Because I spent so much time bringing this. What do you mean by that? What's the bowl idea? Well, it's your model of pork fest happens down in the bowl. It happens in the field. It happens in the tents and and the uh, pavilion down in the yeah, field. Yeah, I think we're having a disagreement about what that As opposed to what happens means. in the campground. Because the way uh, Pork Fest is right now, it's it's the bowl area and what happens down there at the bottom of the hill, where the campground as a whole is not Pork Fest. Well, I mean, it's all yes, Pork and Fest, and, but um, Ari, I, Ari, yeah, go ahead. Uh, and 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 Ari and I have had this this this, this discussion that was intentionally. Uh, not the model that I was used that I use pork fest is actually the campground, the campground of uh, the pork fest is the campground. 
what's going on there is the hubs. Uh, that is the center of, of, of the, the focus. And if anything, the field, um, you know, last year we actually had a number of the sponsors who were going, you know, well, you know, everything's going on up in the campground. I go, yes. And they go, well, yeah, that's really kind of bad. Uh, <laughs> and you, 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 you know, if you had a map of, of the center of activity and where it's shifted over the last five years when I've been, uh, I've been working on this, mm-hmm. you would see it's moving right out into the campground that I put in the Silk Road, right? The Silk Road is a cut across that cuts across the campground to open up the campground so that we could have lots and lots and lots of hubs all across that campground. And, you know, we'll get into this at some point, but the pavilion is no longer represents us. It doesn't represent anything except that if there's a hub that has a lot, a lot of attendees coming for it, that's overflow. So I think that so if when you, you t- actually have an event, if you have, if you have an event, and that's, that's how I make my decision, that's how I made my decision this year, is that if you have, if you bring a speaker or someone that you can't feature at your hub, I want you, I want, I want all this, all the activity happening in the, in the campground. I want all the activity happening in the, in the hubs. I think that that's, that models what it is that we're doing. We are a decentralized bottom up movement and having this act as though this is a top down hierarchical centralized uh, 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 convention. It's not, that's not what it is. This is you say that, but then you call the, the pavilion your pavilion, and Porkfest your campground and stuff. I, I can certainly get to that, Aria. I'm talking about the model, though, and uh, what I'm saying is that the model is that the campground is where the activities are. The things that happen at the pavilion, yes, they come down. I own I own a hub called the pavilion, just like you own a hub called free talk live now let me just clarify your with you hub, on that, dennis before you go on so when you say you own the hub the pavilion this is a question i don't think i've gotten answered before um did you rent the pavilion you personally mm-hmm. or was that the free state project porcupine freedom festival budget that did that yeah so i run the i run i run i make those decisions so yeah i i do i mean so did you rent the free talk live thing or was it uh, or is the free talk live company that rented it there's I, there's I, no free talk live company yeah. and that there's an agreement we have with the with the campground in that particular case so yes free talk live whether it be aria or me or whoever it is that uh that cut that deal with the uh, with the campground so in the same way uh you know as i understand it the the pavilion area and most of the official kind of uh rogers campground facilities that are there it's not just the pavilion there's a few other things they have uh, there's like a thousand dollar a day rental fee in order to rent that. Typically, like if you're going to come in there, you want to have a wedding, for instance, as uh, Jay Noon did several years ago during Forkfest. Uh, they had their wedding there. They had to pay to rent the pavilion because no one else was was renting it during Forkfest. It's you know, if someone wants to rent the pavilion, then they can rent the pavilion. If not, then it's closed. Uh, and so I guess the question is: Is the money coming to rent the pavilion? Presuming it's costing something. Is that coming from you personally, or is that coming from the Free State Project? It's it's coming from the revenues that we're generating through the for, for Porkfest. Right. So, is it really true to say that it's yours? I mean, it may it is your yeah, responsibility. It is, it is mine in that in that I'm running Porkfest. Right. Right. So, you you it's your responsibility. You are running the event. 
but it wasn't actually your funds that went into it. It's the events funds. It's the the funds of the you know the people who are buying tickets, the funds of you know anybody that might be a sponsor of the event that you're managing, right? It wasn't you personally. You didn't you didn't cut a check from your own personal bank account, right? But right. It, yeah, okay. it's right. So I mean, it's you know you have a company, uh, you know, and uh, the company put something out the guy who's running that company makes it makes the rules for that thing yeah and i think that's where some of the confusion has come in maybe some of the frustration i know that some people have have decided they don't want to attend the event over some of the decisions that have been made and and i want to make sure i'm clear on this dennis what i've been saying on the air is while i may not agree with every decision that somebody makes as far as running this particular festival and no one ever will like i said it's a hard it's a hard job to have i've never said anyone should boycott the event uh, I, just don't go to the particular events that you don't right. support. It's I, easy. I think people should still go to the event, still you know, buy a ticket, go enjoy the Porcupine Freedom Festival. I am of the – I'm actually between you and Dennis on this one, Aria. I think that the entire place is the Porcupine Freedom Festival, but only so much of it is actually run by the Free State Project as far as you know, they're renting the pavilion, they're renting the, the tents in the bowl area, things like that. We can talk a little bit further about it. Dennis, you're with us until we're done, which we don't know when that's going to be. Uh, the number here, if you want to join the show, is 603-283-6160. If you've got a question for Dennis Pratt, he's the organizer of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And uh, we got more coming up here. You can join the show, and you can join us online, of course, over at freetalklive.com. show here if you got a question for the organizer of the porcupine freedom festival the big big event the world's i would say largest libertarian festival that is uh, going on this summer it's i don't even think we've given the dates yet it's coming up we've just been so busy talking uh it's coming up very soon actually it starts i believe on the 19th which is a monday and it goes through the 25th which is a sunday so it is a full week of hanging out in the woods in the beautiful Rogers campground with more liberty-minded people than, honestly, you could possibly talk to in seven days. Uh, and it is really a lot of fun. As Alu Axelman was pointing out, a lot of the time you're going to spend at the Porcupine Freedom Festival is just going to be hanging out with people and talking. It's yeah, There's all kinds of events going on, and, and Dennis uh, Pratt, the organizer, is with us here. He's pointed out there's going to be over 100 or 125 what they call hubs, which are different locations all around the campsite where different people can organize various different types of topics and goings-on and presentations and debates or and it's actual libertarians and it's rare and it's unlike anything you ever experienced it's not conservatives a lot of people these days are confusing conservatives and libertarians to the extent that someone commented one of my twitter earlier saying well at least half the people at pork fest are transphobic in their hearts you know i was like no 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 you're confusing (laughs) conservatives and libertarians again these people are actual libertarians maybe maybe some of them are actually conservative maybe one in 20 or one in 40 or whatever but by there's always been a few of them the the majority of these are like actual Libertarians. You can always tell who the conservatives are because they get their panties in a wad when somebody walks around, you know, wearing underwear skirt. or something like that, or in a grass skirt. I was thinking of going whatever. in a bikini. 
So, uh, Dennis, you're here with us. We're talking about some of the, the frustrations of being an organizer of an event like this. It's one of the things when you organize anything that's intending to invite hundreds, if not thousands of people, is you know somebody's going to get upset. Somebody's going to be mad about something. They're not going to be happy with uh, the curriculum or the guests or the other people at the event. Or There's always somebody who's having a conflict, and you can never make everyone happy. Uh, But I want to come back to something that you had said earlier when we were talking about sort of the vision for the event. A lot of the things I really agreed with, it really, you know, really struck home with me, the idea of having uh, speakers who are focused on New Hampshire, porcupine focused, I think was the terminology that you used. Getting away from the Beltway libertarian types, the uh, the Reason magazine types, those those kinds of people, uh, that really resonated with me as well. And when I organized a, an event here in Keene, I focused my one rule basically was that anybody on the stage had to be a New Hampshire based liberty activist. And I only bent that rule one time, and that was for Gavin Andreessen, who is uh, the basically the second in command of Bitcoin. That doesn't count as bending the rules. Well, I, mean, I acknowledge <laughs> I was bending the rules in that case, and that was my that was my purview as the organizer of the event. Sure. And the organizer of the event gets to you know gets to to do those sorts of things. But inevitably, con- controversy is going to come up, and I don't want to get too deep into all of the different controversies because they all sort of come from the same. Uh, issue which is to say that somebody disagrees with what the organizer decided to do with the with the main stage and it's not my event which is why i say look you know even if we disagree dennis i still am glad that you're there doing what you're doing uh i don't blame you for wanting to give it up because it is incredibly stressful uh having to deal with all this but also i've always encouraged people to continue to come to this event and that includes the time the porcupine freedom festival banned me from the event for a year uh without saying it was a year by the way we found that out later on but the first thing i did when i found that out was i wrote an article at freekeen.com saying hey i may not be going but you should still go i still think i still thought that it was such an important event you know it isn't about me it isn't about dennis it, it's about the 1000 2000 maybe even 3000 people that are going to be there that you can uh, that you can get connected with. So go to porkfest.com, grab your tickets while they are still available because the tickets are still available. If you want to camp at the campground, uh, Dennis, would you recommend that people get connected with the existing ticket holders, with the people that have campsites? As I understand it, some of them are willing to share campsites and things like that. There, that sort of thing is going on, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. You know, uh, the Facebook uh, Parkfest plans is probably the most active. Uh, you know, I actually uh, moved a lot of people over to Telegram because uh, you guys were over on Telegram. So, of course, as soon as I moved a couple thousand people <laughs> over to Telegram, you guys moved over to Matrix. Sorry, And then you start going, man. oh, you have to move over to Matrix. And I go, do you just realize how hard That's it was Chris Wade. to move thousands of well, people over? Finally, and it's I know, Chris Wade. Finally. I know as soon as we move over to Matrix, you're going to be on some other platform. To be fair, though, Dennis, so, this wasn't our fault. I, I would love to be on Telegram, but I'm forbidden by the government from using it. Oh, yeah, that Ian's is a big part. forbidden from using it. It's true. Like, yeah. this was a whole big thing when I got out of prison, when I got out of jail. Like, all of the free Talk Live hosts communicated via Telegram, and then suddenly I wasn't able to use Telegram, and it was... It was making me pull my hair out trying to get these people to use some other avenue besides Telegram that so that we could get in touch with them. I was like, hey, are you going to do the show tonight? It was an absolute nightmare. I do not envy you in the least. 
for trying to move people to one platform or the other. I know how nightmarish that is. Yeah. Thank you for doing it, though. <laughs> but we would love to be I, on I, Telegram. I did, I, did, I did get such a kick out of it, though, because I go, okay, okay. So I'm going to standardize around the ForkFest uh, platform. And, of course, you guys were, were, were pushing it so hard. And I said, okay, and you know, I can use this. And, oh, my God. Goodness, you should have heard the caterwauling of, oh, yeah. of moving like some of this stuff yeah. over to Telegram. And oh my, oh my lord. And, but I did it. I Just did it. Just to Telegram? Telegram's so easy. As they soon Facebook. as I yeah. got there, as soon as we were up and running, I was, I was, you know, I had all the, I had the schedule up there. And in those days, you know, uh, you know, uh, when, when we first started moving over there, it was still like, yeah, we were talking about maybe 250, 300 um, uh, 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 events, and it was still kind of hard to get it up there, uh, up on Telegram. Uh, you know, now we have a thousand. And, you know, I, it, it would be a real pain to to, to put it up there. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just a and then you room. guys move, and then you guys move, and you're like going. Oh, only losers are on Telegram. <laughs> I'm going. Never said I have never said <laughs> I that. I love Telegram. You, be, you I, better, you better hit, you better hit that 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 spill button. I think, I think oh, you're referring to uh, Chris Chris Wade. It's uh. mainly Chris Wade. If I just had to choose one based on, you know, if the government wasn't not allowing my friends to use some of them, slash, uh, you know, forgetting privacy, Telegram's the best one. It Telegram's a, a very pretty features. app. Unfortunately, yeah. it is still centrally controlled. So I do understand the cri- criticisms it of is, it. It is, but they've missed, but, like the FBI released a memo like a year and a half ago showing how far they could get into some of these things. And Telegram and Signal are right there at the top right. of things that were safe and secure from prying by the government. It's like, it's... Yeah, for the it's, most part, yeah. I mean, just use, a, to be the best. just use a destructible chat every time you talk to people. It's not that hard. So uh, I don't want to go too far off into the tech, uh, tech weeds here. So some of the controversies so far this year uh, Dennis have included disagreements, of course, over who's on the main stage. Uh, one of the ones that's bubbled up now into apparently mainstream media with WMUR covering oh, yeah. uh, is RFK Jr., who is going to be giving a speech at the, the pavilion. He's not uh, as hot as JFK. As oh, as as hot, got it. Okay, and, well, he's alive, and so he's he's speaking, <laughs> and uh, and there's other politicians that, yeah, too. But he's, he's a living politician, which makes him less hot. Right. So does this, I mean, you, you said earlier, Dennis, that you, the way you view the main stage is if somebody can't, you know, if they don't have enough room on the sites in the campground, then you'll book them into uh, the main stage. Does that kind of frustrate you considering you wanted to get away from Beltway type people? I mean, you've got essentially people like this RFK Jr., this Vivek uh, guy from the right wing who's like a total drug warrior, uh, psychopath. You've got some other characters like Tulsi who will change her, you know, political clothing as often as she thinks it'll benefit her. I mean, who these, was this one? Tulsi, Tulsi Gabbard. Really? Yeah, she, she went was a Demo- Democrat from Democrat to Republican a last Republican year. or whatever. I mean, does that frustrate you at I all? I thought she to, was initially a Republican. To be no, 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 to, no. to uh, to be booking these people. I mean, because that seems like it's contrary to what you were saying earlier, where it should be focused on porcupines. Right. So this goes back to whether we're decentralized or centralized. And my rule is you bring me somebody that a lot of the attendees want. So it's, you know, kind of a bottom up demand Uh, and they want that. Uh, You can show me demand and then we can actually have kind of a libertarian talk. So, for example, Tulsi, I mean, I worked with them on, on on, on, on this talk. I love their talk. So Tulsi's talk. 
it's it's basically coming from the left and what her path was her journey out of being a Demo- the democratic uh, presidential candidate and then realizing what that what that it just wasn't fitting and then going through that 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 issue of well am i going to lose all my friends am i going to lose all my supporters you know because this isn't fitting and i have to actually leave and what do i do she's now politically homeless um she's no, definitely not a libertarian but she's politically homeless she has not think she though. fits no nah, she's only anti well you know, i don't oh, I, I i i you know you're making judgments here what i what i judge is you know so let's let's say that ian comes and says hey i've got joe blow here yeah and i don't really know who joe blow is uh, but I really want him to talk, and, and boy, there's a lot of people who want him to talk. First thing I'm going to do is find out what what the demand is. You know, kind of is is this somebody that that really can't? Okay, so I took pork fest, moved it out of the bowl, out spread it out to the campground. Now there's so much activity, activity that's happening in the campground. It's really hard to track people out of the campground back down into the bowl. And so people will come to me and go, I want to be in the bowl. I go, well, you can't attract people. You can't attract enough people down here. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to show me that you can really attract that type of demand down into the bowl. Now, you know, because if, if you have somebody who, you know, they can attract 30, 40, 50 people, have them at your, have them at your hub. That's a fantastic venue. It feels it feels successful. You put 30, 40, 50 people in the in the pavilion, it feels like a loser situation. But anyway, I don't know about so, this. Uh, so I, 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 I want to address something. You said I was uh, um, offering up a judgment. No, I was just observing. My understanding of Tulsa Gabbard was that she's anti-war, and I was basing that off of what Mark Edge has said about her. However, in regard to the pavilion, and what was my train of thought going to be? Attracting enough people. Yes, that's, yes. Thank you, Bonnie. Um, and I don't remember how I was going to even get back to it now because I got I got sidetracked thinking about Tulsi Gabbard and whether or not she well, was anti-war. If you can come back to it, that's fine. But what I want to know is why would there be any significant demand at a libertarian event where you I yourself? I haven't even heard it. I, I mean, I'm were, kind of shocked by hearing this. This is the first time I've heard. Oh, lots of people attendees were, want to hear RFK, Vivek Ramaswamy. Right. I honestly haven't heard that from people. In fact, I've heard a lot more pushback. Where so you it's just yourself, shocking. Dennis, have you know? And I agreed with you on this that this should not be focused on the Beltway types, and you know we should be focusing on the the porcupine people why would there be any kind of demand to listen to a psychopath like vivek ramaswamy who literally wants to start a hot war uh with drug cartels in mexico why why would why would anyone want to give this guy the time of day at a libertarian event let alone put him on the the front and center stage why is there a demand for this guy why is there? Yeah. I don't know. What is he? I, I'm a marketing guy. How do you know? I'm there a marketing is? guy. And so, well, because I ask people. So, for example, like this RFK thing, right? We the people who are loudest on the RFK thing, they're saying, there's no demand. The market is spoken. It's one segment, one small segment. We have many, many segments within the Free State Project. Many segments. How are you measuring um, these people and, though? I go and I talk to people in, in, in various groups and I say, you know, who's interested in this? 
Uh, you know, the, the number of people who want to go see RFK, RFK is almost practically sold out. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's incredible. The number of people who want to see it now, are they intimidated by the people who are screeching? Yes. Uh, as a matter of fact, I get calls uh, all the time of people saying, Hey, you know, I'm nervous. You know, how can I get in here? Because I don't know what these people are doing. I mean, I think, I think this has been one of the worst shows for the people who really value, um, uh, 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 the right to, to, to defend oneself. I think they could have come off and looked really good. Um, and I think that this is very ugly, very ugly. What and you're I, referring I, to there. And uh, so I talked, I talked to, I talked, to, on, I talked to multiple segments, to, multiple we, people. We need to explain what you're referring to. Cause our, our audience may not be aware. Uh, the RFK, besides the fact that, you know, my, my big objection is like, you know, this guy isn't a libertarian. He shouldn't be on the main stage, but the most, most people's <laughs> objection is that, there's a uh, an extra requirement. Everyone for, has to get searched and make sure they don't have a gun. It's going to be a gun-free zone to yeah, go see RFK. Yeah, there's going to be security, Jr. some form of security. RFA's, RFK's got private security or whatever, off-duty cops. I don't know who they are. But they're going to be there and ostensibly screening and stopping people from carrying guns into specifically the RFK speech. The rest of the campground will be porkfest as normal, which typically means people open carrying all over the place. So that's the well, that's what you're referring to, just for our listeners that may not have been aware. That's right. That's, that's right. the big controversy right. and, at the and, moment. And, and, and you know, we've, we have had events, and I think that it's actually prudent to have some events that are not, you know, are, are gun-free. Uh, you know, certain events where people are in altered states. Um, and I know that there's also been events where people have actually asked not to uh, have guns at, at, at their site. Um, so, uh, so we have had it in the past. Uh, it was a very unusual request and I, that was one of those ones that I had to kind of go, you know, geez, is this something that we want to do? And I talked to a, num- a large number of people, large, a, a number of groups. They were like, that, yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Now, what have you heard? You know, are you actually going and talking to different segments? You know, you're you're doing a, a a convenience sampling. You're not you're not actually going and looking at these different segments. The segment that is actually very interested in RFK is larger than the segment that's outraged about the gun thing. It's just a larger segment. Mm-hmm. But um, you have no polling so data or anything to substantiate that. I think he said he was selling tickets. Right. Well, are no, you there's selling no tickets? Oh, I there's thought no, he said he said tickets. it's almost just, sold out. That's what taken, I was wondering. Yeah. It's the the people who have contacted me. There's, let's just say that it there will be. <laughs> um, you know, we've actually talked about maybe just making standing room, you know, at the back or something like that, because, um, you know, it's 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 high demand. Yeah, he's he's demand. talking to people. This is related people. to my question. I did remember okay. it. Like, if the popularity thing is so important, and you know, we're thrilled because RFK has you know got this great big crowd, and that's who we want at the pavilion is people who can draw a crowd. Why give any credibility whatsoever to their political persuasion? Why not try to get Donald Trump or Elon Musk or Joe Biden or or whoever can bring a crowd? That's the thing that we care about, right? So uh, in a bottom-up, decentralized format, you're absolutely right. So let's say that you came and you, you said, you know, I have this person here, and I think is I think he's the cat's pajamas. Donald okay. Trump. I'm going to I'm going to have to go and find out 
you know, are you right? You know, is, is this somebody that is, is really going to pull down people? Uh, because it's hard to pull people down nowadays. Donald Trump would definitely uh, it's pull It's much harder than it used to be. Hmm? Do- Donald Trump would definitely pull people in. I'd go watch Donald Trump. Not Maybe not if it was a gun-free zone out of principle. <laughs> yeah, so let's stay with Trump as the example. Or DeSantis. Either one of them would absolutely pack the pavilion. And I wouldn't some. want him at Porkfest, but if he was going to be there and it wasn't up to me, I'd go watch Trump so, be that close to a celebrity. Yeah. So my question would be, though, if I would, if in theory, so you I would got have Donald to have Trump. a connection with him. Right. You would have to go to Dennis and say, "I got Trump." Yeah, would I that can be bring kosher to, to have this straight, with this actual warmonger tyrant speaking on the main stage at Porkfest? Right. So I am not making a judgment about the person's um, libertarianness. Right. That's what you're suggesting. But why that don't we you? make judgments? Why not? That, because because. <laughs> Because you're making the judgment. The person who brings me the person, they said, this is, this is something that's appropriate for Park, uh, for Park Fest. And then is this the bottom up? I don't make judgments about your, your hub. So you can have on your hub, you know, whatever you want. You can do the Jared Queen story hour, right? That was the big debate. I'm going, I'm not making this. And people come back to me. So I've actually had a scenario, pe- though, people literally did threaten violence and you did nothing about it. Uh, okay. Well, we can talk about that separately, but you're, so my point is, is that you can have what you want on your hub. Um, and the, 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 the hub that I'm running is not really a hub that is reflective of me. It's not, it's reflective of the campground. Isn't there it a is, problem it is a with reflection. that? I, mean, I get what you're, I get what you're saying, but if indeed we don't want this to turn into a conservative or an authoritarian or a progressive uh, campsite or campground or event, then doesn't it benefit us to say, no, that's okay. If you want to bring your ultra right wing warmongering psychopath in the form of Vivek Ramaswamy, <laughs> uh, if you want to bring this person to Porkfest, then have them at your hub. That would have been, I feel like that would have been the appropriate answer because now what it sounds like you're saying is as long as there's enough conservatives on the campground or as long as there's enough, you know, authoritarian uh, leftists on the campground to support having RFK or Vivek speaking, then they'll get to speak and and they can bring in Trump and they can bring in DeSantis and they can bring in Biden or whoever else they want to bring in as long as there's 100 plus or 200 people who are willing to go see them talk. Is that what you want it to turn into? We have many different examples of why um, advertising or Putting out the signal to conservatives coming to Porkfest is a bad thing. Like what? For one thing, they're just they're not more on our side than the leftists. It's like I don't understand where that idea comes from. And another thing, Mikey had three hundred dollars of shrink last year from his unmanned vending machines that he said he's never had before. There's more conservatives than ever have ever been there. The one conservative tried to threaten violence against Jeff for being a nudist last year. And uh, I know there's no well, Maj Torre said he is definitely going to, um, you know, bring violence. I know we can separ- talk about that separately, but there are multiple reasons why you wouldn't want to advertise to people. Hey, this is a conservatarian uh, place. I mean, just safety sounds like number one out of the three examples I just gave. So I originally had a question, though. I, I want to come back to that, which is to say that 
shouldn't you be there to say, you know what, this isn't right for the main stage at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. We don't want to turn this into a conservative party. We don't want to turn this into a warmongering, let's shout down and start killing Mexicans uh, kind of an event. And that's exactly what someone like Vivek Ramaswamy uh, is going to bring to the table. I don't know exactly what RFK is going to say. I hear he's not too good on guns and, you know, some other things he's not so so great about. But, you know, is that the kind of audience you want to be bringing to the Porcupine Freedom Festival? I don't think so. I think that I don't think we need these people, Dennis. They and you've made this point online that oh, isn't this great that these people are coming to us? You know, we've got this influence, right? The Free Staters are, are a political force in New Hampshire. There's no doubt about that. And this is an indicator of that. That's true. But also, we don't need them for Porkfest to be a great event. It's already going to sell out. It's already sold out the campground with or without RFK, with or without Vivek. So how does it benefit to pander to these uh, these people? So you're making an argument that you should be making to the people who really want to see them. I haven't met one. I right? don't know who those people I've are. I've never heard one person say that. I mean, I'm not saying that okay, you're... Okay, Carlin would want to go see Vivek. Carlin, oh. Dr. Carlin Boroshenko okay, is one. a fanatic about Vivek. And normally she's very, very rational uh, when it comes to the things that she says and, and does. But on this one, she's completely ignoring the fact that he is a warmongering psychopath and she just said she blew you off the other day, Aria. She won't answer one. any questions about it. Yeah, we you know we say, oh look, well here's what Vivek actually said about wanting to go to an actual war with the U.S. military against the cartels in Mexico. And she says, oh well, I don't want to have this discussion. You can just ask him in person, as though like he's just going to. As if there's have not a already chat. a video about with him saying, let's start a hot war with Mexico. There's like a ton of video, and there's and a ton of comments. My response is, why are you hearing out a warmonger? Yeah, so, tune them out. I mean, so there are some people who obviously have some value for these folks, but that doesn't, I don't think, justify a, a main stage position. I want you to have, have your chance, please. Okay, so the main stage position isn't justified by my decision. Now, there are two criteria that I use. The first is, is there demand? Is this something that, that a lot of people are really interested in coming down uh, to see? The second one is, are they talking about a topic that is of interest to libertarians? Um, and with Vivek, you know, we have uh, Matt Kibbe going to be interviewing him uh, and asking him some good time. I mean, we actually went through a number of iterations of Vivek because I had trouble with whether, in fact, he, he could be talking about some libertarian uh, topics. All right. Hold that thought. We're going to continue in hour three coming up. Free Talk Live. going on here that started at the beginning of the show with the uh, with the current organizer of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. He is Dennis Pratt, and I think he's still with us, although we've lost his video feed. Dennis, are you there? Hmm. Dennis? Can you hear me now? Ah, yes, we oh, have yeah. you, and we see you. There you are. I assume he just I turned his video I off. I, I, I actually didn't turn that off. I, that's interesting. I don't know what happened. Well, we Came have back. you back. All's, all is well. Uh, it's right. Ian and Bonnie and Aria in the studio over here. We actually do have some callers on the line. I want to get to them, but I want to make sure that you have a chance to really kind of explain yourself here, Dennis. I know there was some nuance or some subtleties that you definitely want to <laughs> have, a, have a chance to get out here on yeah. on the show. 
and we were kind of just to bring our listeners up to speed if you're just tuning in uh we we've you know we've talked about sort of the history of dennis being involved in the porcupine freedom festival how he got here into new hampshire his path to liberty as uh and his success as an activist by the way the new hampshire liberty alliance activist of the year which is a coveted title you were awarded that last summer and uh, for good reason you're you're a big time doer you you hit the ground running when you got here in a few several years ago now i think at this point living out in the seacoast he runs bus tours does all kinds of things. He's, uh, I think, what well, you're part owner of the Independence Inn, aren't you, out there? I was the founder of the Independence Inn and the founder of the Shell. Right. The yeah. Shell, which is our, uh, our very major, successful uh, Liberty uh, Clubhouse. Yeah, the Shell is a, a hugely successful Liberty Clubhouse on the seacoast. Yeah, the uh, Independence Inn recently won some sort of hospitality award, so congratulations on that. I saw Stephen nice. S. posting yeah, about it. That's really cool. I saw that. Very nice. So, and uh, if I sound critical, Dennis, I, I promise I don't mean to. I like you and I respect what you do. I, I was worried during the break there that some of what I said sounded like overly critical, and I don't mean to come off that way if it comes off that way. Just to be well, clear. no, it's, 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 actually, it's actually a lot easier to hear the criticism here because we can hear nuance and we can talk. And, uh, you know, I think Twitter, which is, you know, kind of more your realm, uh, it's, it's, it's just a harder place to. Uh, you know, with those with those few characters to actually make a nuanced uh, uh, discussion. To be fair, Dennis, but, I think you post on Twitter more than both Ari and I co- combined. I don't know about Bonnie; she's on there a lot. Uh, so you're probably at uh, <laughs> you and Bonnie are probably at the same level on that one. Well, but, I, I don't I don't I don't troll as much. <laughs> I've really only trolled once in my life. It was just so successful that everyone thinks I'm such a troll. <laughs> Uh, are you talking? Are you talking about the Maj troll? Yeah, I think yes. So. Uh, it was just. A oh lie. my god! It's never what, a, a, what a troll that was. It's never immoral to lie to somebody who's threatening violence to try to protect your friends. So yeah, I just straight up lied to him. You're and referring it was so to successful. Maj Tour, who I thought was a libertarian until he proved he wasn't uh, this year when he because I didn't know that much about him. He was great yeah. on great on gun freedom, but apparently not so great on on other things. He had announced he's coming to the Porcupine Freedom Festival and he was going to roll up. On any campsite or in his community, he didn't talk. He wasn't talking specifically about Porkfest, but he said, "If you are doing a drag queen story hour in my community, I'm going to roll up and assault you, and then when I get out of jail, I'm going to come back and do it again, essentially." And you said, "Well, you better look out at Porkfest because we're going to have." I didn't say look Bonnie out. Said. That sounds like a threat. I said, "Well, don't come to Porkfest because we're a ton of us are going to be doing drag queen story hours or." Kid-friendly drag shows is what I said on our own sites. Ah, uh, okay. And so that caused a huge controversy, and a bunch of conservative types people said, "We're out. We're not going to Pork Fest." Because Got almost a hundred thousand views <laughs> because of what one person said uh, they were going to do at their campsite. But now, Fun fact, Aria, I have confirmed that there will be children at Tranny Story Hour. You've oh, announced wow. within the last uh, forty-eight hours, Aria, that you are going to be having a Tranny Story Hour. Yeah, Bonnie made the threat. I've got to see it through, man. Yeah, I just don't have the energy to actually see it through. I just, I, I thought it would come. What I said, it did com, uh, accomplish a lot of what I wanted, but it'll be even better when it actually happens. Yeah, so I, I hate I'm kids, but I love trolling, so I'm conflicted. But you know. The troll is worth it. I don't think Maj Tour is going to do anything. I don't think so either. Uh, I think it's an empty threat. But it, it really was but a threat. But it is a threat. And I think that does bring us to this other controversy. And, and we could talk about the main stage. I do want to come back to that because I don't know if you've had a chance to really answer the question, Dennis. But Maj, I presume, is he going to be on the main stage? Is he one of the, the main stage speakers? Yes. Okay, yes, so, yes. So, he will be. So Maj Ture 
uh, is uh, the the reason why he's on the main stage. And and you know, I, I <clears throat> who brought you back, Ian? Who brought you back to Porkfest and to the main stage? Uh, Roger Paxton and you. That's right. And I keep on hearing about Free State Project bringing you back. You know, I get dragged for you know you 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 publicly use my name uh, on the negative side, but you don't say who stood up for me. Now, the reason why I brought you back onto the stage is because people wanted to see you. You would fill up the the uh, the uh, the pavilion. I had people th- threaten they're not going to come back important people people who whom you know who are uh key movers and shakers people who are my friends they unfriended me as a matter of fact because i stood up for you now does that mean that i support everything about you or anything does i does that mean that the free state project is is support no what it means is that the free state movement the free state movement the people of the free state movement think that you are important enough that they want to hear you. Now, you know, this is there was another though. troll. This is a false equivalent. No, it's not. It's yes, the it same is. thing, no, Aria. It's, false it's false the same damn equivalent. thing. No, no, it's not. Because Madge literally threatened violence. Ian has never done that. Ian said a, a no, principled no. libertarian thing on the radio station, his own radio station, not even concerning Porkfest, and got banned from the Porcupine Freedom Festival for his opinion and, and people not liking it. Maj Torre has unequivocally... Uh, to threatened violence at Porkfest. First, first tweet. Maybe you can say at Porkfest. Then he went back and tweeted again, just to make things clear. If I'm at Porkfest, Porkfest is my community. Yeah, well, and not just Maj, but also um, you know RFK and Vivek and these other characters. These aren't even libertarians. I mean, Maj at least claims to be libertarian, even though he's not. Who cares? He uh, the rest. The rest of them are definitely not. And uh, and I and I appreciate you know the fact that you have me on the stage, Dennis. And I know that there's always a, a price to pay when you do something controversial. There's there's no doubt about that. And well, I, you, pay, I pay I pay high prices on all of these. On no every doubt. single one of. That's these, why I said I wouldn't I wish anybody to be in your position. And my my argument is: look, you know, if this is somebody who the people want to see, the movement wants to see, if this is something that is bottom up driven, and and you know. I don't know how many people showed up for, you know, I, I wanted you on the first year. You couldn't make it, right? So Aria took it. Aria, I think that we probably had, what, maybe 150, 200 in, in there. Um, but it was certainly more than we could have had in a hub. And then when you were on there, I think we had even more. I don't know if that, I don't know if that's true. On that but- note, though, like, what if their demand was there to have Christopher Cantwell give a speech? That 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 he actually wanted to. It, can he talk about it on a libertarian topic? If if you really had something where, yeah, where, he used to be a libertarian. He he could he could speak for he's an hour. Guns. And sound Maybe he he just, could pretend to be a libertarian. For I, I I met I met him the first year that he came out. And I was like, going, what is this guy doing here? And everyone says, oh, he used to be a libertarian. I go, how 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 did how are you making that argument? Uh, anyway, so anyway, if I could get him, it's not it's not my decision. But if I could get him, I am trying. You not would to have him on the stage. If you could assure me that there that there was a high demand to hear him, so let me give you another example. There, there would, would be, there would be an enormous example. demand. I can think of five people 
<laughs> and that's just like I can't think of five people that want to go to RFK Junior. I think the stage will yeah, be packed. Well, I think I, be I, packed. I, I, my email is filled with people who want to go to RFK Junior. And and this is the thing: it's there's a lot of conservatives because, out there. Just because you are, you're, you're you're discounting them because you don't like them. Look, no, I understand these are different segments. The free state uh, movement is made up of quite distinct segments, and I understand that you guys represent one segment. There's segments that can't stand you guys. I, will I don't tell represent you this. anyone but myself. I will tell you this. I've had higher demands to ban Bonnie than to ban Maj. But it doesn't matter. This isn't um, mob rule. It's not, oh, ban right. Bonnie not for nothing. Mob rule. Versus it is not mob rule. Exactly my point. Are we going to become a place that is accepts violence or are we not that's all all it is are we going to be a place that bans people for free speech or are we not that's all it is just to be clear we don't want to actually have christopher cantwell on the main stage (laughs) at the porcupine freedom festival not like it gets it the question was because you know he's not a libertarian anymore he is a white supremacist and there's a certain yeah i'm against it there's a certain look right there's a certain negative look to having the world's most prominent libertarian festival and having a white supremacist on the, and on you the said, main stage. Dennis, you said the movement wants to see RFK. You said those words. No. Yes, you did. You said those words. I wrote it down because I have a point to make about it. I don't like this. The fact is, Porkfest is popular enough. WMUR is talking about it on their uh, website. It's popular enough and it represents the Free State Project enough. Having RFK, having Vivek Ramaswamsi is, it's it's trying to represent me. And that's obviously what you're trying to do because you use those words. It's trying to represent a the Free State movement and that's what drives me so crazy. I wouldn't leave my best friends. I'm not one of those people who was just like, oh, I had absolutely no friends in Texas. No one liked me because all I could do was talk about libertarian things. Then I found out there's the Free State Project in New Hampshire and I moved right away because I had no friends or life or anything going on for me. You Try to convince me to leave Texas of the South and just move to Texas of the North. I don't want it to become that. It's not that I dislike conservatives. I don't dislike conservatives. I can be friends with anyone. If It's just that if I'm going to pick up, I'm a mover. You, It's like you change once somebody's here. Oh, well, now you're just somebody who's here. I got to uh, cater to the people who could potentially move and make the Free State Project bigger. Try to convince Bonnie in 2021 who moved here that I should leave is it just, You're saying that Vivek would not have been an attraction or RFK would no, have turned you off? I'm saying that if I wanted to live in Texas, I'd live in Texas where it is now. I wouldn't live in cold northern Texas. Try to convince someone, oh, you need to leave where you live to go to the Free State Project. Oh, and we're just going to turn it into conservative land. It's not that I hate conservatives. It's that it's not being libertarian. There's already a place for conservatives. There's Texas. There's Alabama. There's Florida. There is Mississippi. Uh, if I wanted to live in a conservative land, I could live with my parents in Alabama right now with my little brother that I love a lot instead of living in New Hampshire. I want to live in a place that actually is going to be the only place in the world for people like me. That's the only reason I'm here other than my husband, obviously. I guess my question is, are we changing Vivek or is Vivek changing us? Not, not to be too cliche about it, but I think that's ultimately what it comes down to. Is there really any chance that we're going to make him more libertarian? Because that's one of the arguments I've seen in support of him and RFK and these others. Like, well, we have a chance here to like persuade them a little bit. 
Is that really going to happen, or is it no more way. likely to go the other way? You're asking me for my personal opinion. Again, that's not how I make my decision. All right. The same argument your, that Bonnie is making. It's your time. I right? have heard the same argument about Ian. Yeah, and but is this is this what we want to uh, uh, project? I wouldn't become I wouldn't be here if we had a pedophile up on the stage. Blah 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 blah, blah, blah. and it just goes on. Okay, but is Ian a pedophile? Are I you calling this, him a pedophile? I because know, he's not a pedophile. Saying, that's what well, people say to him. Again. But yeah, just because people say that doesn't mean anything. Maj Tor actually did threaten violence. It's not like we're just saying that and it's the same exact. You're saying it's the equivalent of someone calling Ian a pedophile. It's not, not. Okay. Yes, he did. So. He absolutely did. Unequivocally. And then he made it very clear with the second tweet. He literally said he would roll up and assault people. And then when I got out of jail, I'd I'd pay the bail money and get out. You've seen the screenshot. I know you know that this is the truth and you're just making some weird argument and you're you're lying. What you're saying saying is that he he did some virtue signaling on Twitter. That's not what I'm saying. What we do. What we do. uh, And he, he said some words. Uh, now, the question is whether they're true or not, right? The, the question is, you're saying, I absolutely believe them 100%. Well, I don't believe you. I do not believe that you actually think that he he is threatening you with violence. That's you, easy in fact, to say when said you're not earlier, the one being threatened, you Dennis. said earlier, you said earlier that you didn't believe him. No, I said that, but so, didn't. So, What? Bonnie said that. You said earlier in this broadcast I mean, no, I'm that sorry, you didn't believe I him. I meant to say I said that, Bonnie didn't. I also don't Thank believe him, but that doesn't mean I don't believe mean he would do it because he's not stupid. Like, if it was just him and me, I think he'd probably do it. Well, I don't know this man. I don't have any way to believe or not believe him. He has two strikes. Yeah, it's, it's so, a complicated thing. So so here here's the thing, right? Bonnie lied. I don't believe Maj was... Maj was doing some some very... Okay, when I talk to him, and, 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 and now I have to make a, make a phone call to Philadelphia and talk to Maj Ture about what exactly is it that he means, yeah? And so I have to go actually through every single step, you know? You know, you know are you saying this? Are you saying that? Are you say- and it's not something that is going to be done over Twitter. Twitter is a signaling device. Yes, and he Twitterly, signaled violence, Twitter, Dennis. None of the virtue signaling that I or you or Ian or anyone else does on Twitter calls for violence. Okay, so what they believe that you are calling for violence against children, right? Now, do I believe that you're doing that? No, they believe you do. Now, do okay, I have well, to call you up and say? Well, the equivalent would be for me to say, say I believe say, you should assault children. That would be the equivalent here. It's not, and we're not having well, a disagreement. Well, they're thinking it's a sexual assault on children. We're that's not. We're not having a that's conversation. That's what they believe. Well, it doesn't matter. It, does, it doesn't matter what they believe because we're not having a dispute about what is and isn't assault. We're having a dispute about whether or not it's okay to threaten whatever you consider assault to be. Right? That's it. And I don't nope. care that he defines, you know, being trans as assault. That's immaterial to the. That's immaterial no, to the equation. Being trans, I was talking about the the. Okay, the, being trans and under the age of eighteen. Arya just is more provocatively than a drag queen most of the time. And none of it's matter. None of it matters because the basic <laughs> question is: Is it okay to threaten whatever you consider to be assault? Would it be okay for me to threaten if I believed assault to be transing a up the kids to go out there on Twitter and say I'm going to go trans up all the kids? No. That would be threatening assault. A specific threat is serious and it is worthy of a ban. 
that is not what we had. That's and, easy to uh, say when you're not the one threatened, man. He did not threaten you, Aria. Where do you? I didn't say he threatened me individually. Where did he I didn't make say a he specific? As, uh, uh, but saying, "Hey, so, that threat's not serious." That's coming straight out of an ivory tower, man. No, because you're 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 talking as though as though he is a um, white uh, uh, trans uh, intellectual. That is not where he's coming from. I didn't say okay? anything about his skin color, man. I'm saying that he comes from a different culture he is talking to people whom you don't talk to okay you cannot reach those people so he all black he is, people are violent virtue, idiots is that what you're he saying is virtue signaling no, he is virtue that. signaling he said he's segment. not an intellectual and he's black so therefore when he says something it doesn't mean exactly what he, he means. was an intellectual you just did. He, he, he did he I, said I you're said that she was talking as though she, that he was talking as though he is she he is not she she cannot project her interpretation on top of it, what he, it is that he's saying. What he, she needs to do is to talk to him individually. Say, are you saying this? He refused are to have a conversation. Are you saying that? And you have to actually have to go What is this obsession that? people have with hearing out people who threaten violence? Well, it's Carmen Barashenko all over again uh, saying, okay. oh, just hear out the warmonger. Well, but I, but I could understand the argument that, hey, look, he wasn't clear. It's only 200. Let me read it. Characters. I've got it right here. Ready? Okay, go ahead. If you do a drag queen story hour for children in my community, I'm a pull up and assault you. I'll be arrested. By the time I bail out and you reschedule another one, I'll pull up and smack the F U C K out of you once more because I don't give an F. Yeah, so I mean, that's smack. Does do black people not understand that that means to hit? That's not true. I don't believe that. He definitely threatened assault, and I think what Dennis is saying. I don't agree with this, but what Dennis is saying is that what Maj or these other conservative types are saying was that, oh well, if you're reading a sex book to my kids, then that's going to be you know assault. That's not what a drag queen story hour is. That's not what it is, but that's what some of them claim that they believe that it is, which is ridiculous. It's nonsense. Uh, but the thing is, when Maj, you, you know, he was uh, trying to backtrack or whatever it was he was trying to do on this, the announcement was made that Maj is willing to talk to anyone at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And so I said, well, look, great. Why don't we just have a conversation now? Because I can understand, Aria, that maybe he didn't put the nuance in there of, oh, if you're reading a sex book to my kids, then I'll assault you. That's not what he said, but maybe that's what okay, he actually meant. And I'm willing to I'm willing to hear out somebody, give them more than 280 characters. That's why I wanted to have Dennis on the show tonight. Yes, that's, where, that, 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 that's exactly where he was. That's, that's what he thing. was talking about. He refused to appear. I understand you had a conversation with him privately, mm-hmm. Dennis. And, and I urged him to uh, now is this something that i mean i think you know at this time there was a lot of trolling and a lot of setting him up and i don't think he trusted you guys well i now, whatever i would love i would how, love how for him I trust, to have come on how could i trust that that person is willing to talk at the porcupine freedom festival he's saying he's willing to talk there but he's not willing to talk two months in advance and either way, that's that's where I think that thing sits. You know, like I said, you why? Because after I said nap violation, which was before I said don't come to pork fest, he responds to me, "No, it's not a nap violation because if you're showing kids, uh, like I don't think he said men dressed as women, but a drag show, then it's inherently violent. So he, it's it." 
Which is crazy. It's, I mean, it's crazy. A crazy viewpoint. That, that's, I, I hate that I brought it up because I didn't mean to direct the show this long to this topic. I just wanted to throw that out there. My bad. Well, the main thing I want to say is that I think that as as the curator of the show of the Pork Fest, is it not more Dennis's responsibility to curate an audience instead of just cave to the audience? It's like you could get a million Republicans up here. Do we want that? Is that what we AK want? That. want? I don't think Dennis even wants right. that, which is why I agree with you on this one, Bonnie. I think that, you know, by not by by taking the position that, hey, I'm not doing this, you have sort of this um, dichotomous position uh, that is like on one hand, you're the organizer, you have to make decisions about the event, and you have obviously made decisions about the event. But on the other hand, you're saying, well, look, I'm not doing this. There's just a bunch of people that want to see this warmongering psychopath, Vivek Ramaswamy, on a stage at a libertarian convention. So I'm going to let him. It's not my fault. I mean, that seems like it's coming from two places at the at the same time to me, Dennis. Yeah, I mean, uh, there was a there was another troll who talked about how uh, we had uh, uh, Scott Ritter coming to Porkfest, mm-hmm. and 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 you know, uh, there's a group uh, headed by Sarwak, and, and they took that o- they took that on, and you know, can you believe Dennis Pratt is doing uh, Scott Scott Ritter? And frankly, you know, that would there be an uproar about that as as it was at, at the anti-war? Yes, yes, as there as there was for you, there's an uproar. Um, if I think that that would fill. I think that would fill um, I think I think it probably would too. Uh, but that wasn't true, right? He's not he's not booked. No, he right? said it was, was a troll. troll. No, it was a troll. Okay. It was a troll. I mean, you know, uh, you you guys are poking each other like crazy. I have to actually go in there and figure out what's true. All right, there's more coming up here uh, in moments with uh, Dennis Pratt from Porkfest. It's Free Talk Live. Uh, We literally had a blue screen of death during the break here on our studio computer. Did you know that Windows 9, very briefly when it was in beta, Windows 9 never actually released to the public, I don't think. Uh, It had a red screen of death. Did it really? Yes, and the beta testers hated it. (laughs) If you, uh, sorry, if the listeners don't know what the blue screen of death is, because I didn't until I met Ian and he started talking about it, it means that the computer just turned itself off and had to restart. And yeah. it sucks. We've been trying to figure out what has been causing that now for weeks and weeks. And, of course, it loves to happen right in the middle of the show when we've got somebody on uh, our I'm, Jitsi. I'm just happy it didn't kick him. I thought he no, wouldn't be no, connected Jitsi's anymore. No, no, Jitsi is separate from—we uh, we use Jitsi for our video conferencing, and that's not—the conference room is on the Internet. It's not based on the computer. So we just rejoined the room, and Dennis, thankfully, is still there. Uh, Dennis Pratt is with us here tonight. We're talking about the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Now, Dennis, I want to ask you if uh, if you have time to go into overtime uh, after the show, because we have, um, you know, three hours on broadcast radio, and we have, you know, more time, in theory, after uh, the, sh- the, uh, the broadcast radio show is done. We actually have at least... Four calls on hold that we haven't even gotten to yet uh, to to talk to you, Dennis. So, do you have time to? Can you stay uh, for? Uh oh, now it's saying the page is having a problem. Oh, 
Are you suggesting a freer talk live? Yeah. Well, yeah. Dennis, can, can you hear me? I just I just had to jump into the chat room again. Yeah, I I can hear you. Did oh, that happen again? Did you get no? This was some down? other issue that uh, that just happened. Anyway, it's yeah, you know, it's one of those things where it rains, it pours. It's always you know like that. So the question I was asking you there was uh, if you if we uh, are you willing to continue this discussion? After the radio show ends, we would we would essentially take a quick break uh, and hit the record button on a on an audio recording, and then we'll pop that into the podcast as uh, as an extended. You can show. cuss, and there'd be no breaks. Yeah, you can you can say the s word on uh, <laughs> if we do that. Yeah, I can say a little bit longer. I mean, okay. I. I um... I don't think you understand that I uh, I, I have a lot of work. No, no, I no, I get it. Well, you look just to to be clear, you had told me that one of the concerns was that you wouldn't have enough chance to express yourself, and that's why we've gone for literally the whole show here. But now that we and now we have all literally of a sudden, every line, every is phone line <laughs> uh, is now is now lit up here, Dennis. So people want to either say things or ask you questions. So um, let's just jump into that, shall Absolutely. we? Absolutely. Because people have been waiting very patiently. Let's go with the person who's been on the longest here, caller. You are on Free Talk Live with Dennis. Hi, Dennis. It's Mikey. How are you doing? Mikey, are you talking directly into your phone? It sounds a little bit tinny. Oh, is hold on. Sounded a little better there. What yeah, is it? it did briefly. A little better. Okay, is this better? Or? That is yeah, definitely better. better. What did you do? Okay, I have no idea. Okay, okay, well, whatever it was, it worked. Go ahead, you're on with Dennis. Okay, so I mean, first I want to say a couple nice things about Dennis because I know there's been a lot of issues between me and him the past few weeks. I I do have some positive things to say, so uh, I do like what he's done with the schedule system. I think it's good that we have a schedule, and. Because in previous years, we haven't had any sort of, I don't want to use the word centralized, but we haven't had any sort of, you know, clear schedule. That's a good thing. I think the hubs are a good thing. Some people don't really like how that's run, but I, I think it's good to have that promoted. Uh, but there's a lot of issues that have cropped up over the past, uh, I guess, year and so. I think it really started with um, the, I don't really want to bring this up again, but the the theft that I had last year and I don't hold Porkfest really responsible for that, but the issue I had was the just, you know, ignoring that and like diminishing it and putting it under the rug. And then there was another issue with the, that whole debate between um, the, the body freedom guy and those other two conservatives. And I just find there's a lack of delegation and, not addressing these issues. And then the only thing that ended up happening with me is that I got banned from the original telegram chat. Then I got banned from other telegram chats. I made an alt that got banned from all the chats. And then I found out I was banned from the Facebook group. And then I posted my Jewish libertarians hub back in the end of April. And that was never posted. And then I'm now told that I'm not welcome at Pork Fest, and that's all I've really gotten. So I'm just looking for some clarification on that because my understanding is that the other organizer does not agree. I don't want to put words in that person's mouth, but does not agree with that. And and what's the de- what's the deal here? And and what are the accusations? I mean, like they said, you have someone on the main stage who has advocated violence, and then someone who 
supposedly is an internet troll is not welcome. Um, I don't know which one to talk about. Uh, let me first talk with the theft. Did you did you report the theft at the time to the Park Rangers? I did not discover it until the end. I do my book work at the okay. the end of the festival. So so what no, is it, what is it that you wanted me to do to address it? You 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 basically trolled for days and days, raking across the volunteers and and raking across all the people who work on there and saying that it was all their fault and saying that it was it was the attendees who did it when we had trouble that year we had trouble with some people who were actually in the uh in the campground the the seasonals we had trouble with seasonals and we had trouble with an employee we had to actually remove one of the employees um so you know, you just started making wild accusations and, 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 and trolling like crazy, calling everybody names. And I'm going, well, what do you want us to do, Mikey? You're, you, you're, and, and your solution is that uh, Porkfest has gotten too big and that, and that we're bringing in the bad people and they're stealing from you. And that you have no proof whatsoever that it was the, our attendees who did it. I, I, and, and I, th- I just thought that, you know, my heart goes out that I don't think you should have lost money. Okay. So let's put it out. You know, that's very unusual to happen. Um, but you don't know who did it. And yet you're making wild accusations about the attendees when our attendees that year, our attendees were just absolutely fantastic. There was a, a girl who had her bicycle damaged and you know, ten, uh, the attendees brought, uh, uh, put a whole bunch of money in, uh, to buy her a new bike. There was a uh, money lost, a large chunk of money that was actually for the porcupines. Uh, and the woman came down she, and she went to park rangers and she go, you know, I just lost all the, all the money that we have for the porcupines. And, the Rangers had it because one of the attendees picked it up and took it down to the Ranger thing. It was just cash, cash. Now that's the type of people that we have at the attendees and the people who, who, uh, who are the pork Rangers, they bend over backwards to, to handle things and to support things. So you come late and you say, okay, this happened all the way in the past. And what do you want me to do? What was it that you wanted me to do? I'm not going to, I'm not going to truncate the size of pork fest. I'm not going to turn it into the OG party of the past because we're actually succeeding on the, on the, on the measures that I want. I think it's terrible that what happened to you. I think it was way out of line what you did. Uh, and it's just, it, it, it was just, I don't like the volunteers being uh, castigated. Uh, they spend, you know, hundreds of hours to service you they don't make any money mikey you're making money they make zero money i make no money i spend thousands of hours i make no money you make money on pork fest and yet you're the one coming at me for what 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 was what do you want me to do about you losing 300 bucks you didn't say anything I mean, at the I, time, and I, I don't even know what we could have done at the time but you didn't say anything at the time and you come back and then you're blaming me for it how how am I? It, it, it was it was like, Mikey. You get into these 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 things where you are accusing people and being extraordinarily cruel, extraordinarily callous, and 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 it's like, you know, what 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 did the person do to deserve this? 
What did the park rangers do to deserve this? What did I do to deserve this? I, I mean, I think that's a total misrepresentation of things. I wasn't blaming the attendees per se. I was blaming the the large size of it makes it unwieldy. And I'm not saying it needs to go back down to a thousand people or something. I think 2000 is a good number and it should be a mixture of veterans and new people. I was a new person once. So were you. We're all, we are all new once. I'm not looking for the $300 back. What I was looking for was, you know, a validation acknowledgement that there was an issue. And I think the issue actually has been corrected in that we're going to have a little bit more of a gatehouse at, at the, thing and i think it i don't think it was attendees i think it was townies that came in and it was just difficult to you know figure out who was who and when you get to a large size festival there's a lot of problems and i understand the the want to grow things but at the same time you know there's people who want 5000 people at the campground and that's obviously not possible um but it was i mean that's that's water under the bridge at this point i'm not too concerned about that i'm just saying that's where i think this Started and it I was, think Mikey's what, what's probably me. right. And sorry to interject. I think you're probably right about townies being responsible because if I remember correctly, that was the same year that someone snuck in at night and like spray painted graffiti all over. No, somebody. that was the year before. That was the year before. That was a townie problem. That was a seasonal, but, I think. Okay, no, but never mind. Then problem. I had the timeline wrong anyway. So sorry. Uh, this, this last year, uh, we had a problem with one seasonal and one employee, and we had to actually get rid of the employee. Uh, it was a serious problem, serious problem. I mean, you talk about, you know, I mean, we, it's a gigantic festival and we do have issues. We have serious issues that we have to deal with. It's not trolling issues. It's, it's serious issues. And we do deal with that. And we deal that, with that with some prejudice. So, Dennis, um, I guess the question look, I'm more curious to. A lot of people to... troll, but just because someone trolls doesn't mean every issue they bring up is a troll, right? Well, but yeah, it does make it hard to uh, you know take somebody seriously if all they're doing is trolling. So I can, I can understand why that would frustrate someone. Uh, but, Dennis, I do want to get the answer to the question of what – there's a rumor that Mikey's been banned. He's going around saying he's been banned. Is that true? And can you express as to what the reason is uh, for that? Yeah, it's a, it was a denial of service. Um, uh, it was denial of service attack. Uh, what uh, I had one and only one meeting with the hubs, the hubs who wanted to attend. Uh, these are primarily newbie hubs that have never actually been to Porkfest. Um, uh, there are some older hubs that were there. Uh, somebody camped on, um, and uh, I came on, and the person was camped on. And uh, when we started the meeting, they started canceling people and kicking people out we lost a lot of people uh we actually wrestled with them back and forth uh finally we kicked uh, that person out he came back kicked him out again mikey came back mikey wasn't invited to that meeting we're talking about an online conference or something that's right why do you think mikey was the person who was doing all of this yes why well well because one he wasn't invited to the meeting he's not he wasn't supposed to be at that meeting he did not receive an invitation. He's not. He was not. He was not in, invited to that meeting. This two. This is software um, that you were using, right? Two. Hold on, because I want to make sure I. Know, you, you said a, a a DOS attack, and I want to make sure I understand. You were using some like Zoom or Jitsi or something to facilitate this meeting. Jitsi. Yep. I don't think Mikey has the technical chops to execute a DOS attack. All he was doing on was he was going in there and he was kicking people out of the conference anybody that's there first would have okay. the, the administrative gotcha. and just and and so he was actually controlling the meeting and kicking people out so that we couldn't actually have the meeting i see okay. now we eventually we eventually rest this control 
but this is a direct attack on pork fest and so so there's two reasons two ways of really getting kicked out a direct specific uh, uh threat of violence or violence um and um a uh well certainly theft you know so, uh, some some direct nap violation um and and this is a direct nap, nap but why violation. do you think this was mikey other than the fact that mikey later came to the meeting well because we kicked this guy out he came back we kicked him out he came back we kicked him out mikey came back well mikey, mikey did supposed to be there. he called into the show a week or two ago and he said that he thinks this is why you banned him because of some things that people had set, told him, but he denies that that was him. Well, uh, he's right Why would he right come now? in with his correct name? Mikey, was, were you the person that was in that chat room doing the things that Dennis is referring to? I did not. Okay. Uh, thank you for the call tonight, Mikey. I appreciate it. I don't think we can go any further on this particular question. Yeah. Uh, but let's go on here. We've got, uh, we're just going in order of who's been on hold the longest. We have Phoenix on the line calling from Chicagoland. You're on Free Talk Live with Dennis Pratt. Phoenix. Hey, guys. So I will try to be as uh, brief as possible because I know there's not much time. Um, I was brought on this year to do uh, production for the for pork fest at the pavilion, mm-hmm. which I consider a huge honor and a great opportunity. I'm really excited about it. But, Dennis, I wasn't aware that RFK was going to have this no-gun zone um, prior to agreeing to come on. And I'm still willing to do it, um, even considering the allegations uh, with Maj Ture, um, you know, he's going to be on the main stage. I'm still will, absolutely willing to do it as, mu- as, as much as I ever was. But it, it is concerning that at a libertarian anarchist freedom festival, an individual would be invited in that would be capable or given the authority to deny individuals' ability to protect themselves. One of the things that I truly love and appreciate about Porkfest is its open gun culture. And I've never felt as comfortable and as safe as I ever have as I do at Porkfest. And being in charge of filming at the pavilion, I'm responsible to be there. I have to be there. So given, you know, and this isn't being, you know, um, facetious or making a light of it at all. But given RFK's history with his family, it, it, it does give me pause to say, you know, how safe am I really going to be there filming this man when there's a, a no-gun zone? Yeah. I mean, and, could and, you speak and, to that? Yes, absolutely. So, I mean, you are... It, being in being there is totally voluntary if you have any qualms as a matter of fact i talked to all the volunteers i said if you have any qualms we can find someone else to do that so if you have any qualms you know please bow out for that event you don't have to do that event there's no reason for you to do that event there's multiple people that are going to be available for it but it was just something that crossed my mind and it was something that i was that was concerning i know one of the arguments that you had made was it's kind of a property rights issue where, you know, if it's your hub, you get to delegate what the rights are. Um, it, it just seems. No, no, know, no, no. I, I don't. It's not that I delegate what the rights are. I delegate what I, I don't delegate rights. I, well, no, but I the set the like, I set the conditions was, for was, coming was, in. Right. So you come onto my property, you come into my house and I might say cool. you can't smoke pot. And you go, that's my right to smoke pot. And you go, no, not on my, not in my house, right? Now I, I rent sure, the pavilion. Right. 
Okay. And I say, you can't smoke. Now, I didn't even know that there was a no smoking. There's no smoking cigarettes. And that's, you know, Constance, the other organizer. She, that's, she said that. And she, she has a reason for it. She said, I'm going, okay, that's fine. It's, you know, it's her place. And ultimately during, during pork fest, it falls back onto Constance. I'm really, I'm in charge of pork fest from July through uh, June 18th. Then fulfillment falls onto Constance. She's been working and preparing all this time for fulfillment. So that's the pork rangers and the and the and the porter johnnies and the facilities people and the free aid and the. Uh, I think the dispute uh, that I'm having here is that you say it's your pavilion and you set the rules and so on, mm-hmm. but you won't set the rules about what attendees are appropriate to speak there. Like you'll set some rules. But not others, and you you no, seem to. No, that's not true. That's that's not true. So so every single person who was there, who who's speaking there, I had I entered into intense negotiations about what it was that they were going to talk about. Vivek, for example, was the hardest. Okay, I actually rejected I think four different proposals. We we came to you know we couldn't do it, and you know finally you know we kind of worked on this deep state thing. Right. So he actually believes, first of all, he believes that there is a deep state. And, you know, I, I, too. So what is the deep state? And then he believes that that it's actually reformable, which I don't believe. <laughs> right. He believes that he can actually go in. there. He is promising that he's going to go in there and reform the deep state. Now I'm going, OK, like Trump, he's a liar, okay, he's I'm, a scumbag. Like I'm, 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 I, 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 I don't understand what that means or anything like that. I got to give but, it to him though. That's a take I have never heard before. Okay. Now, now. Isn't that what Trump said he now, was going to do? That's exactly I what still, Trump said. Drain the what? swamp. Yeah. So, okay. so what, what did I do? I went and found Matt Kibbe to go and interview him on this particular thing. So what it is, it's a free the people interview of Vivek around what is the deep state how intense is it? And is it actually reformable? Now, I think that that's damn interesting talk. Uh, now, he, you know, Vivek thinks he has a plan. I don't believe he does. It'll be interesting to see. Um, that finally rose to the level where I said, you know, that sounds to me fairly libertarian. It did. Now, it does we, sound like you made it a little more tolerable by uh, by pulling the strings that, <laughs> well, that you did. Well, but. well Every single single one of those people, every single one of those people, I went into intense negotiations. Elder, Larry Elder came in and he said that he wanted to do this and that and this. And and then the big thing he finally was, he wanted to do a minimum wage. I said, and I scoffed. I said, we can teach more about minimum wage. Okay. So what is it that we really want from Larry Elder coming to us? That's just unique and interesting. That's, you know, that's of particular interest to to uh to to participants enough that they're going to come down now there's a lot of people who like larry elder you know i'm not one of them i'm not a i hate i i i love how you guys have i think it's primarily aria or someone someone, people are saying he just wants this because he likes his politics i i can't stand politics i can't stand politicians okay you know, can I'm I not even going to be in on these things you know can we get back to pork fest well, one thing i want to say is my i've never made the claim that i should be allowed to go onto something that whoever's property it is it's definitively not my property and say that they can't have a no gun zone my thing is more back to how you characterized it earlier that like 
Porkfest represents the movement. And I don't think that politicians should be representing me. I don't want to be out there playing on the same team right next to Dennis Pratt. If Den- playing on the same team as Dennis Pratt means catering to politicians. Federal so politicians. Really Bonnie, yeah. you've, you've said this multiple times. M- multiple times I've said uh, uh, that's not what... I, whatever okay, contradicting it is that you're what saying, you said earlier. Okay, so I'm contradicting because you... Because you I may have misstated it or you may have misheard it, but I, I, that, that what is going on on that main stage represents the free state project is absolutely the opposite of what is a, you said that that pork fest represents the movement and pork fest is absolutely represented by what's on the main stage, the movement, it reflects (laughs) the movement. So I don't want RFK reflecting me or whatever you mean by that. No, we have political people who invite uh, 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 politicians and you know denying that that there's a large segment that is very interested in RFK that they you know all the arguments that you said well you know does this make sense does that make sense that segment believes it that segment believes it and they that is why they want RFK there they want RFK there they want RFK so that Lynn Olber so whatever ask so RFK is the only one who's come out and said that. He, she, he wants to uh, pardon Snowden. He wants to pardon uh, Assange. Okay, so here's the question, right? Will he, will he uh, pardon Ulbrich? Would he pardon the Crypto Six? No. Are those sure things that, that are on the table? I'm pretty right? sure that it's not. I mean, we, uh, it's well, a federal I, politician. I don't want... think that just because someone says a thing means anything. The other thing is, if, if, if it just has to do with mob rule or democracy what if i somehow got enough people to just say anyone who talks i'm not saying i would do this but what if i said anybody who talks badly about the trans community they can't be uh representing us at the pork and then more people agreed with me on that and then would that just be how how the free state project should be represented i don't think so because i think I, I, i totally agree with you that's not how the that's not it you you have you are misunderstanding it, and yet you're going a mile a minute, Bonnie. You, you know, if I can interject real quick, guys, I think I think this whole thing really speaks to an ever-present argument and concept within libertarian philosophy of how do you grow it big enough and fast enough and still maintain a an adherence to the true. Hold that thought, that Phoenix. Do. We're going to continue this here. Yeah, Phoenix, off Phoenix the actually radio. has a good point. Uh, we'll let him make that full point here in a in a moment. And uh, Dennis, you're uh, you're going to stick with us for at least a little bit. We got we still have at least three more callers for you here. So uh, thank you, radio listeners. This will be on our podcast later. Go here, and we are back again after some technical difficulties with getting things set up because we actually haven't done a freer talk live as we like to call it for probably well over a year just because we're all you know busy and it has been a long fucking time since we've done one. There's been no reason for it. Oh my it. god! We- for a second, I was like dump. Uh, no, I no, forgot. Yeah, you can say that on uh, Free Your Talk Live. There's been no reason to do it. Uh, well, we're just going to pick right back up where we left off, but I do want to say thank you to Dash that I got so distracted with this interview. We didn't even talk about Dash during the show, which you know, it's been an energetic and what's the what's the adjective form of lightning? That That's the word I'm looking for. That's the type of show. Electrifying. Yes. Thank there you. you. <laughs> Uh, so Dash, by the way, is digital cash, and Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash. It is a cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. As you know, the fees for Bitcoin are basically makes it impossible to spend. You can't go to Porkfest 
and seriously spend Bitcoin. A lot of people will accept cryptocurrency at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, but if you want to actually not pay a dollar or two dollar fee on top of the thing you're already buying right now, that's your typical Bitcoin fee, then you really ought to be talking to people about spending Dash because Dash has a less than one cent fee, like way less in a lot of cases than one cent fee per transaction. Dash is really designed to be used in the marketplace. So it's one of the it's one of the most commonly accepted, I think, at the the Porcupine Freedom Festival, at least in my recollection. It's been some time since unfortunately I've been at the event for a significant period of time. Uh, and the federal government is going to prevent me from staying overnight there this year as well. But you can still go and you can still use Dash. In fact, Dash has been a major sponsor of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. I think that might have been before your time, Dennis. I'm not sure about that. It's oh no, no, no. I was I, I I remember that. Yeah, big time. They were the the Pork Fest uh, major, I believe, uh, top sponsor at least one year, maybe more than that. But uh, wasn't you, it at one point the Dash Pavilion or something? That's correct. Yeah, they own that that pavilion, the sponsorship down there. So Dash has been behind the liberty movement for a, for a very, very long time. And from a technical standpoint, they're great. Uh, their transactions are irreversible. And the network is protected from 51% attacks by their chain locks technology. You don't have to wait for a confirmation before considering a Dash transaction complete. So it's great for merchants. And it's one of the oldest cryptocurrencies. It's widely available on exchanges and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get. And it's easy to use Dash. You can start by learning more at Dash.org. And big thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. You can visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. That is Dash.org. We had Liberty Phoenix on the line with us here uh, from the Chicago area. And you were driving at a point before we had to end the radio show uh, about Porkfest. And uh, if you could recap that, Phoenix, uh, I'd appreciate it. Phoenix, are you with us still? He might have not understood. We were actually continuing. Well, his call was still there. Stand by one moment here. Let me see if we've got this caller on. Uh, Paul, are you there? I'm still here. All right, we have you. Excellent, sir. Uh, you are I'm on with Ernie, Ernie Hancock. But I got... yeah, it can be a little confusing in the after oh, wow. show because our hold music is not our live show. It's whatever's on. LRN at the moment. So, yeah, you were listening to Ernie. Nice. Uh, but glad you held on. You're, uh, we still have Dennis here. So, uh, your comments or your question or whatever you wanted to say, Dennis Pratt is still with us here from Porkfest. Okay. So, I'm on now? You are on, sir. Yes. Okay. Well, hi. Hey, Dennis, uh, I just want to give you kudos for all the hard work you do putting that thing together. I know it's a hell of a lot of work. And uh, it's a, you know, a job that, you know, you, no, you can't get everything right. You know, <laughs> you please one person, you piss somebody else off. So, I totally get that. Um, you know, uh, as far as, uh, you know, I mean, I used to do videos of you, of the, of this thing. I think I was the first one that started doing real professional quality videos of the, uh, pork fest and, uh, Liberty forum. That's but, right. Uh, yeah. Turn that were. job, turn that job over to other people now. So, uh, but, uh, it's nice to know the thing, things are going strong. So, uh, um, yeah, I just want to say about this whole Maj Ture thing. Uh, yeah, I met Maj uh, here in Phoenix. He came and talked to uh, uh, a group here. Um, and uh, I like the guy, but, you know, he's obviously got some blind spots, you know, as far as liberty goes. Um, and I'm hoping that he was really just remarking about, you know, putting children in jeopardy by exposing them to inappropriate sexual material rather than just somebody in a dress <laughs> okay that's all i'm going to say about that but uh 
Anyway, um, wait. Okay, could you rewind that? Did you say he's obviously? I'm sorry. I was asking if if it needed if you needed your call needed to be turned up or if it was just me. So um, I kind of got a, a little distracted at the end there. Did you say that Marge Torre was obviously talking about people being exposing children to inappropriate sexual material, not just somebody in a dress? I'm hoping that that's what his ire was being directed at. Oh, you're hoping. Okay. Okay. Because, you know, obviously nobody wants to tolerate, you know, children being exposed to inappropriate sexual material. But okay. what if the parents were just like, yeah, I don't mind. Uh, Bonnie, you can give a sex ed talk and my kid's five years old and I agree to that. Should Maja be allowed to attack me? No, at that point, you know, if the parents, you know, if the parents are uh, are cool with it, then, then, yeah, then nobody else should be able to have to say, have anything to say about it. I'd agree with that. It, there are definitely you know. some people who don't agree with that. And I think it's crazy that, I mean, I, I was. Unless uh, it can be shown that the parents themselves are being irresponsible, but now that's all gets to a whole nother conversation. Right? I don't know who, who determines that. What if somebody wanted to determine that uh, I'm just going to give an example. Say you chose not to vaccinate your kids for the COVID-19 thing. What if someone wanted to determine that you were being irresponsible because of that and wanted to take your kids away? Would that be okay? Well, Bonnie, it's like Hillary Clinton said. It takes a village. <laughs> <laughs> well, there really were people in, in the libertarian movement who lost their minds during COVID. I'm sure uh, Dennis remembers some of these people well, who were claiming that by not getting a vaccine or actually by uh, not, not even that, by not wearing a mask, you were, quote unquote, a manslaughterer. <laughs> and that uh, this particular individual said that that would Dennis. be justification. This is a, the, the bad Dennis, uh, <laughs> the Dennis with one end. Evil Dennis. Yeah, yeah. The uh, This one said uh, that if you were to wear not wear a mask in his vicinity, that he would consider that a an attempted manslaughter and he would have the right to shoot you on sight. Well, even more recently, um, when I said, th- when I brought up the thing about a sex ed thing with parent permission, some perfectly great libertarians were arguing it that it wouldn't be okay because, well, uh, studies show that sex ed actually... Uh, causes more teen pregnancies, so it shouldn't be a lot. I mean, that's kind of ridiculous. If the parents said that's it's him. okay, I should be yeah. able to show them pictures of people having sex. If I, I don't want to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm just, it's just a the point. If even if Maj Tor said, oh, well, what I really meant was only if someone is reading sexually explicit material to kids. Well, I said it's I'm still not read justified. Romance novels. Yeah, it's still it's still not justified if the parents agree. I, I can think it's as weird. As heck. I, I, if I had kids, I would not give them the sex ed talk at five. I just think it's unnecessary more than anything. Uh, they'd be a lot older, older before I just started talking about sex with them. But there are some parents that don't care at all. When I was in like third grade, my friend's parents would talk about sex openly around them. And I thought it was so crazy because my parents were not that way. Anyways, well, nine, you were nine years old then. That's that's uh, you're getting close to the time when it might, might be appropriate. So uh, one of the no, issues I think is that people seem to conservatives in particular they have this understanding of children as like these blank slates that are not straight or Christian or conservative or liberal or anything. They're just empty slates that society and their parents and stuff pour characteristics to, into. And so these children have no inclinations or characteristics of their own until someone in society television or the media or Hollywood or, you know, the evil trannies out there grooming everyone tells them who they are. And, that's, fundam- and that's fundamentally not true. A person's 
characteristics, their identity, who they are is not so malleable that being exposed to a drag queen is going to change anyone's characteristics. And it's a complete denial of the cis heteronormativity that exists throughout the United States. I or throughout yeah. the Western. I can't count the number of times I've seen some adult look at some four or five year old kid and say, Oh, he's such a cute boy. He's going to be such a ladies man. That's that by these conservatives argument, that's grooming. They are preparing that child for a, a cisgender straight relationship. And it's so pervasive. It's so common that they don't even recognize that they're doing it. It's like, it's like Christians arguing that, Oh no, we're Christian Christianity hasn't taken over the United States. Christianity isn't everywhere. It's like, no, we're, you're we're a prosecuted. Part, you're a part of it. So you don't see it. You're one of the sorry. ones literally out there perpetuating it. So you don't see it. The people who are out there perpetuating this heteronormative lifestyle, they don't see it. But everything that runs counter to that poses a threat to them because they recognize that that gets in the way of them shoving what they want onto people. Yeah, well, it, yeah, it, it, I, I kind of I agree with you there because I mean, if if children were really that malleable, there would never be any gay people. My whole because, point you know, is the, excellent the, point. The hetero uh, culture would be so imbued into them that, but yet, gay people are, uh, exist. So therefore, obviously, they're, they're not quite as mal- not quite as, as blank slate. And as, almost as all of them like I've ever talked to said they were born that way. That it wasn't something yeah. that it was a, a learned behavior. Dennis has been yeah. kind of just absorbing this. Uh, any thoughts on the conversation, Dennis? I mean, you know, it's tough because, you know, um, I can talk about me personally or I can talk about me as running ParkFest. So me running ParkFest, I have to deal with all these different segments. And, you know, it even when I disagree with their takes on things, um, somehow I have to work with them within this big tent. It's very hard. Very hard. That's why I say I wouldn't wish it on anyone. You know, um, especially given that the you know they want Bonnie and uh, uh, Arya out. You know, there's other groups who want Ian out. You know, Bonnie wants these person out. Arya wants these other people. And every I'm going. Oh my god! But the only one I want out is the person who threatened violence. That that was the whole point of this. My point wasn't. Is it? Is it? Do we all agree that we like gayness more? No, it's it's not that. It's is let's get to the bottom of this. Was it violence threatened or not? And I think I've made a great point tonight that it is. I think I completely changed Phoenix's mind. At first, he was saying, "Well, if they're sexually explicit," and then he understood that no, Maj Tor shouldn't be able to kill somebody for that if the parents have allowed it. I mean, should Maj Tor, well, if his opinion was that it's inappropriate for kids to not be vaccinated? Then he should be able to sh- assault someone. Then should he be invited to Porkfest? I mean, that's something that is could just as easily ha- come out of someone's mouth. Yeah, where do you draw the line? You know. Yep. Yeah, and and that's a, that's a really difficult issue. I mean, when I was working on writing about libertarianism, uh, you know, I, I wrote. I, I think I mentioned I wrote over uh, uh, almost two thousand essays. Um, I didn't t- touch the kids thing because it was so hard. It's such a hard area. There's so many people that so disagree. Uh, uh, people disagree so intensely. Um, and uh, rational thought. And I, I think it's really hard to be, because how do you actually frame it? Now, I actually have some ideas about it. Uh, but those are personal ideas. Um, I mean, I don't like it when 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 the uh, the wood chipper thing comes out and they go the wood chipper goes burr and all this type of stuff and 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 they they're talking about this guy but it's unclear 
what they mean about this guy. And I get really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And that's when I have to have a very clear dis- discussion. What the hell are you talking about? You know, walk me through this here. Yeah, um, they don't even know what they're what they're saying half the time. They just love throwing around, yeah, you know, chipper, groomer, just people. But that there are people exactly out there. Right. A lot of people that follow Maj, and perhaps I don't know, but perhaps Maj himself. I don't know what he believes, but there mm-hmm. are these people out there who think that I should be put in the wood chipper just because I'm trans, mm-hmm. because in their they heads... They think all trans people are, are child group. molesters. Yes. Yeah. In their heads, they've right. formed all of these false connections. And it's like, it's not just a matter mm-hmm. of where... It, 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 I guess it is a matter of where you draw the line, but I feel like the significance, the importance of drawing that line isn't being recognized. Well, no, that's, that's, that's not true. So in the case of Marge, okay... Um, you know, also in the case of Bonnie, uh, okay, but I know Bonnie well enough to know that, that she wasn't meaning the way that everyone went nuts about. Bonnie didn't okay? threaten violence. I didn't uh, even say anything that if I meant that any different way. What I said right? was that plenty of people are planning drag, kid-friendly drag shows on our spots. There is no, nothing there that says violence. There's nothing there that says inappropriate it's it was obviously a troll it was a lie that it doesn't mean that i should be banned from pork fest no matter how you look at it there's no way to look at that and say bonnie should be banned from pork fest there's only one way to but, look but, at maj tour's tweet and it's he should be banned from pork fest bonnie bonnie how can you say that what do you mean how I can i say that let me finish because too many here. people want to do a thing that because more even if 99 people came to you and said that they want you to ban me from Porkfest. It doesn't change anything about the fact that I didn't say anything that violates the non-aggression principle and that Maj Touré absolutely unequivocally did. Well, he banned Mikey over a hunch. Maj Touré. Uh, I, I, I guess I already went through this. Explain to me why it's I the had same to, thing. I had to talk to him. Uh well, you're saying there's no way. Obviously, there's a way because a lot of people are are clamoring for you to be banned from Porkfest. Now, does that mean that I believe it? No, I don't believe it. It doesn't okay? matter what you now, believe. You now, I no, no, because I have to make the decision. I have to make the decision whether you whether you in fact threaten children. You don't have to right? make that decision, though. You don't. You do that because you, you centralize it and you're in charge of it rather than decentralizing. If you decentralize it, you wouldn't have to make that decision. I, I think you just read okay. the words so and you can see what I said. Well, and he, no, did see, the, he did see what you said, and it wasn't a threat to children. Then, then explain to me why it's this exact, even uh, equivalent, what I said and what Maj Ture said. You keep acting like it's the I same thing. He said to, just because I, I people like are, are trying to say... I are rehashing here, and I think what Dennis said before... No, he never explained what I'm asking right now. Okay, what he explained before was that Maj said certain things privately to him that made him think that there was some nuance to what he said that wasn't expressed on Twitter. Okay, but nothing I said ever needed to be nuanced. There's no question about what I said. I am reacting to your saying there's no way that any... And it's just not true because many people took your comments to mean that you were wanted to do violence against children. Well, now, is that reasonable? No, right? it's you, not. You can, say, you can say, you can say, you can say, look, it's unreasonable. They ought to think this. They ought to think that. The truth is, 
is that they did think that. It was unambiguous, so, so, and it doesn't matter if a bunch of idiots think but something. it's not unambiguous if if that's what they're reading. It's a, if a I, bunch I, of people are have been mind, brainwashed by the rights because they're just conservatives that have said this that. to you to believe something that makes no sense, and then something I say doesn't have anything to do with violence, and they think it. It doesn't matter if one million people think something. It doesn't matter. And he's saying that he's on your side with this. He's saying that it's the same exact thing as Maj Tor. He's still drawing a false equivalence between someone saying something that someone out there considers to be a threat of violence and an Mm -hmm. actual direct threat of violence. He keeps saying like this is why. He he didn't make a specific direct threat of violence. No, but he said I'm going to pull up and assault people. And and our point here, my point here, and I think Bonnie's point here is that that's... He was posturing, and you know what you said. He was threatening violence. Let let me explain the point that Bonnie and I are trying to make. The point that our issue is that threatening violence and saying I'm going to assault someone is very, very different from saying I'm going to have a drag queen story hour. Even if people out there think that drag queen story hour it can be interpreted as violence, that's immaterial. The two statements are qualitatively different. And to act like they're both, well, they're both threats of assault is disingenuous. You, you know agree. that's disingenuous. No, Bonnie, I thought that was a brilliant response to this whole thing, you know, about, uh, oh, we, we better, you better not have any, uh, any uh, drag queen story hours, and you say, oh, yeah, well, gee, maybe you shouldn't show up because we're going to have a whole shitload of them. (laughs) I thought that was a brilliant response, Bonnie. I thought that was awesome. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) I was proud to watch all that play out from this house. I'm going to pop over to Twitter. I was like, here's Ian and Bonnie just going. Oh, I don't think that you guys are going to bring Porkfest into it. That's what I don't understand. Why are you bringing Porkfest into it? And why are you getting me involved? Because he's he's invited. Okay. (laughs) He gets it in the neck. I'm yeah, sorry, I, I I do feel bad that Dennis is in this position. Why? But Dennis I, volunteered. It, yeah, he said I it a million times. He's volunteering. Yeah. I, I don't I don't wish this on anybody, and I don't think that you guys are going to persuade him. So I think y'all have had your your say. And Dennis, if there's anything else you want to say, I feel like you've responded. But if you don't feel like you've had a chance, feel free to to continue here. I think the sides have spoken, and I don't think that the sides are going to. You know what I mean? Well, I I have to make a determination. Ari says, "Well, you you make it. Yeah, I have to make a determination." Is there an actual NAP violation? So I have I have to actually go through that process. I don't have to go through it with Bonnie because I understand better what she means. Maj is not in my set. He is, you know, he is not in my segment. I have to actually talk to him. And I suggest, I suggest, Bonnie, that you stop, you 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 say, okay. Maybe I don't understand this, man. Let me go and find out what it is that he means. And then when you actually find that out, then you can make a determination. But I think that Twitter is terrible, terrible to jump to the conclusions that you're making. I didn't and jump then, to any then, conclusion. Goes, I can read. I can read. Well, That's he all did, I did. We did try to approach him and he refused to have any kind of and conversation plus he, about he it. Wrote, he wrote me back when I said... Nap violation. And I, I, for the record, never reported him to Twitter, never thought he committed a nap violation by speaking words, a.k.a. by saying what he said on Twitter. I said it would be a nap violation if he assaulted someone for throwing a drag queen story hour. Mm, that's a good point. I, and I've never made that claim that he did, in fact, not violate the nap. It's that it would be a nap violation if he assaulted someone, even if they were showing sexually explicit um, material to kids, unless it was or with the 
with the parents' permission and everything. Obviously, not if he was just like bringing kids into a closet and doing it, or somebody was. I don't know. I said he, but um. Well, a legitimate threat would be a non-aggression. You know, that would be a violation of the non-aggression principle to actually have a believable threat. Whether this was a believable threat or not, uh, I think is is up for debate. Paul, did you have anything else to share tonight? Because I got one more call on the line. I didn't want to say something. Yeah, go. Quick. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've said my piece. Thanks, thanks for the call. For, I appreciate it. Go ahead, Ari. Paul, Paul for thanks, thanks for your uh, volunteering in the past. Thank I mean, for my side, I don't even want to see Maj banned. I want to see Maj banned to exactly the same extent that he wants to attack me for being trans, right? Which mm-hmm. is to say that when I say, I don't think I've ever even actually said ban the guy from Porkfest. If I did, that would just be similar posturing, right? What I'm more interested in is exposing these conservatives, these people with conservative social norms that want to come in and influence libertarians and push them in a way that you know poses a threat to the lifestyle of me and people like me i want to expose that and when libertarians go out there making excuses for these scumbags who threaten violence scumbags like vivek who want to make war with mexico saying oh hear them out or when they threaten violence against drag queens saying oh hear him out when people make excuses for that when libertarians make excuses for that that's the problem because they're preventing us from calling attention. I, I don't want you to ban him. I want you to raise awareness of this and be like, people, don't go listen to this guy. He's not worth listening to. He wants to do violence to people. Even if he's not going to actually do violence to people, he clearly thinks that violence is a mechanism for solving problems. And that's mm. fundamentally opposed to what we stand for. So yeah. if you stand for the nap, uh, have this guy at Porkfest. Don't ban him. It would be a much stronger statement to have him at Porkfest and then no one go see him because everyone rejects the initiation of force in order to solve problems. Yeah, but you know that people are going to go see him. Yeah. I mean, that's that's just how well, it is. Well, because plenty of uh, conservatives is- are getting uh, fl- like a big flag waved to them like, hey, come to Porkfest. It's good for con- – it's like basically a conservative pe- fest now because we have we have RFK. He's a conservative in some ways and Democrats in some ways. He's a really confusing man. And uh, we have Vivek Ramaswamzi. We have what was that man from the other Larry Elder? Larry Elder. 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 Uh, look, I think that the I think the biggest concern Tulsi. about people like Maj and these other characters being on stage, and, and this is a rehash to some extent, but just to make the point, um, you know, here for our uh, after-show listeners, is that it's going to draw those people, the wood chipper types or the uh, let's bomb Mexico types or whatever. And maybe the argument could be that some of those people could possibly be persuaded, but I, I, <laughs> I don't know if those are the kinds of people that we want at our party. And I just, you know, space is limited. Let's keep it to the libertarians. That's just kind of my, my opinion on this. Well, Ian, Ian my, my suggestion is then I mean, and and of course you won't have this because whoever does it next year will have to make uh, decisions they make, you know, um, uh, in the way that they do it. But in my way, what you would do is you come and bring your people. I mean, this That's is the point doing. that I made against the second the Second Amendment, right? The second the Second Amendment people. There were two people who tried to bring Cody Wilson. Now, are people going to be objective, Cody Wilson? Yeah, because I think he got framed for this 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 this. Sure, this, uh, uh, underage thing, and you know, I, and it effectively shut him up. Um, but would, if he came, would I? Would I? Yeah, people are going to flock down to him and listen to him. Did they succeed? No, they didn't succeed. Okay, are they brought? They brought me RFK. Now, you know, if you bring me somebody who's really exciting, wh- why? Why is the Second Amendment whining at me? Why didn't they bring? Yeah, they could have brought me a whole bunch of people 
who are, were, you know, Second Amendment stalwarts and, you know, real stars. And, you know, and I'm fine with putting them up on stage. But if you don't bring me anyone, you can't whine about it. Well, we certainly are. That's bringing, a good sentiment, Dennis. We, we certainly are bringing as many people to the possible. I mean, we we've definitely been promoting Porkfest all year uh, long since last oh, no, year. I'm not talking about attendees. I'm talking you about mean speakers. You speakers, mean speakers that yeah. attendees want to hear. Now, right? and it's a valid so point you're saying, as well. You're, you're saying, you're, I'm sorry. She said it's a valid point. Yeah, I mean, uh, if these people don't like RFKs, you know, no guns. Don't, okay, well then invite a pro-gun speaker. Oh, half ninety percent of the speakers to. there I, are I, pro-gun people. What right? happened with Cody I Wilson? I made promises to Cody Wilson. I said, "Look, you come, and I'm going to give you two slots." What happened okay? to him? Because he would be somebody. Well, there's actually a Cody Wilson uh, documentary that's going to be done instead. But it's it, I'm going darn, you know. Did he pass on, uh, on the offer or something? On uh, I think Wednesday night, Wednesday night there's a there's a premiere of a Cody Wilson documentary. But he's not going to uh, be there. He's not. He's no, not. Coming. He's not going to be there. And 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 that was one of the people who's, who you know. I want I want people who are interesting that people get really excited about. That's what I want. What happened? I mean, and, can you say, or is that just like behind the scenes uh, stuff? Well, you know, it's it's five people tried to get RFK. Mm-hmm. One person came through. What happened with the other four? I mean, negotiations fall apart all the time, mm-hmm. all the time. He's been at the events, and, though. I mean, he was at Liberty Forum years ago, so it's not like he's yeah. never been. I, well, he's to, no, he's been at he's been at Park Fest. I thought I, I thought he was at Park Fest. I, she probably I was to too. Remember him at Park Fest? It wouldn't surprise me if he was. I mean, there's been th- yeah. how many hundreds? Of but it speakers? wasn't it wasn't until after he got he got into his jam. Now, will I would if if he came, I would put him on on Park Fest. Would I be on some sort of uh, one of these other podcasts and go, how can you have a pedophile at Parkfest? You know what I would tell them? <laughs> I, they, they, they would say, does that reflect, does that reflect Parkfest uh, values and free state project values? I say, no, that reflects the desires of a segment, Bonnie, not of the movement of a segment within the movement. I do not think of, 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 of a monolith that I am a marketer. I think of segments. I think of this as broken down. I think of individuals making individual choices. So if you, you and I think have- of that, but I do think we just have to be realistic and realize like someone who's like, I just found out what libertarianism is. Let me Google this. They find the free state project. They go and find the LPNH Twitter talking about like, uh, it's the exact same thing to have a pride flag on the, the wall of a school as it is to have, you know, women in full on burqas and the so, caliph or caliph or whatever, the exact same thing. Um, I, so I, I put my foot down. The messaging I is important. And I fought for Ian. I fought it's not for the getting same thing. the nudes back in. I fought for uh, S&M. I fought for sex worker. I have fought over and over and over again for various groups because there was a segment that was interested in them. And then there's another segment, which may be larger, may be smaller. I don't give a damn. And okay? I, I appreciate says, that. You can't have them. Oh my God. You know how they, this reflects badly on libertarianism. Do you want people to go up and and look at libertarianism and think that this is what we have? No. This is not going to bring families. This is, I hear it all the time. But right. it's just okay? not as justified to say, oh, Ian but said a thing, so long. it's going to make us look bad as it is justified to say this person actually threatened violence. But, or is yeah. a actual federal candidate to a position of power in 
I don't think that the Free yeah. State Project, I, I think that's like completely counter to what we believe in. It's totally different than Ian saying, I don't know, maybe some 15-year-olds can consent. I, you know, I appreciate you fighting to keep these things, you know, at Pork Fest to keep the sex workers. You know, the I didn't. I, no, not that. To I keep appreciate them, that. Not to keep them, to bring them. To bring them. To bring the, them. Right, the, the right, thing whatever. was that they it, were not matter. allowed at Pork okay, Fest. Okay, yeah, good job. And I on the fought, back, but that's I not my, my point. Neck on the line. Yeah. Every single one of them. But none of that's my point. We shouldn't be defending these things that, you know, these more conservative types find distasteful. That, that, that's, not our, that's not our job. That's not our prerogative. We should be telling them, well, then don't come. Not making excuses. Okay, well, if you don't like it, don't come. Like, what is a libertarian at the point that conservatives can just say, I don't like that Bonnie said she's going to have a um, drag queen story hour on her event, and she specifically said it would be kid-friendly. I don't like that. Ban her. And, and, and then you do it. I'm not saying that you would. You obviously said you wouldn't. I'm just saying, like, there, we have to find out what the Free State Project is going to represent. And the Free State Project owns Porkfest. And, I mean, we're all whether we like it or not, represented by it. And it's not, it's not in fact, it's de facto. It's, it's not. You realize that, 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 that not banning you does not mean that we, that somehow the free state project supports drag queen story hours. The free state project is, is totally doesn't, it, it, it's not a position on drag queen story hour. It's not a position on nudism. It's not a position on any of this stuff. There are different segments. I, I didn't we mean know that, but org. that's not how the masses perceive and, and it. And I didn't you know that. mean the org ha- writes down that they stupid. support something or not. Well, I can't help the stupid people that want me banned for no reason and don't understand what violence means and can't read Maj Tor's message and see that it literally it. threatens violence. I want to go to Henza. He's been waiting very patiently here, guys. Uh, Henza, uh, can you bring something new to this discussion? Go ahead. Uh, yeah, guys. I help out uh, with uh, Anarcho Poco every year. Mm-hmm. And, um, Dennis, you were in a really, really difficult position. I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate what you're doing. And it's gotten to the point for Anarcho Poco where we've actually, you know, the the organizer of it is almost completely inaccessible to anybody because these discussions come up all the time and these like little arguments come up all the time. And when it comes to speakers coming in, you have to have enough interest from your attendees coming in. It has to be like more than 50%. And then we have the idea, if these people are not good on freedom, the ideas need to be presented and people need to hear them and then they can challenge them afterwards. And then that's, you know, that's kind of how it's done out in Acapulco, and it seems to work out every year. Just you know, most people just go on their merry way after they listen. Some people like it, some people don't. Type of situation. As far as threats go, um, threats on the other hand are a, a little bit more touchy. Um, at Acapulco, they have to directly threat inside the forum of uh, Acapulco's forum, or they actually have to threat. Um, an individual who's going to be presenting, doing a presentation there or having a workshop or something like that. And um, So just to clarify, Henza, what you're saying is Maj, by making a general threat to Twitter that wasn't specifically directed at any individuals or wasn't specifically within a, you know, Porkfest forum of, or chat room or something, that would not have qualified as a, uh, a threat under Anarchapulco? Um, actually, it kind of would have. Uh, it would have triggered um, the organizers to contact Maj to find out, be like, hey, man, 
is this what you're you're seriously about? This is this is your thing. This is like your your red line here. You can't cross it. We hear him have we have him say his thing, and then if he's like, yeah, that's my red line, then it's like, well, sorry, we don't need you, and then we just boot him. You know, and, and, and that's just usually how it works at Anacapulco. And this guy did double down. He said, yep. Well, not when Dennis talked to him. When he, yeah, when Dennis, we don't know what Dennis he said when Dennis talked, talked to him. Dennis talking. hasn't said. Dennis has said. Um, you know, correct me if I'm wrong here, Dennis. Maj tried to uh, temper his statements by telling you that he was only referring to uh, if somebody was referring reading sexual things to children without consent. Is that is that what he I told don't think you? without consent was ever said. What did he say to you, Dennis? So I had to go down through every single step of 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 you know what are, what is it that you're saying here and i went through very methodically and i had to do this twice which is like you know the second time you know and 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 you know the second time i was going i was rolling my eyes because i knew where this was going i knew what was happening we basically have two people virtue signaling uh and for you know, I'm sorry to to to, to get pe- their side excited and 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 all ja- and all jammed up. So uh, anyway, um, so yeah, so he is. Wait, you didn't answer the question. You know, it's he, very it's very simple. When he went to you to clarify, simple. did what? It's simple to state what he said. When he went to clarify to you, did he? What did he say was different about what he tweeted? So. What I was talking about was, can Bonnie have an event on his on her property? Okay, uh, can she inv- uh, can she invite somebody who is wearing a dress? Can uh, she invite a parent on there with a child? And uh, can that can that person then read? Can I? You know, so I went through all hmm. these things that have to do with the component. Now you're saying, well, you know, I, I I need some sort of general statement. I wasn't doing that. I was going through the details of what is it that she's specifically saying in terms of what might happen here within Porkfest. Okay? And he said, why yes, were you so- analyzing Bonnie's actions and words instead of his? I think he wanted to see what he was willing to do in those right. circumstances, right? You wanted to get right. what are you going to do? Right. Maj? Okay. If there's right. if there's okay. a specific threat, if there's a specific threat, that's it. There wasn't a specific threat. As a matter of fact, it was like, no, of course not. I wouldn't do that. I don't know. I wouldn't do that. No, no, no. Okay. You know, I just now, wanted to make sure it wasn't victim was... blaming, and it wasn't, so that's all. Okay. Wait, I'm sorry. What's victim blaming? No, I wanted to make sure that the reason you were analyzing Bonnie's tweets wasn't to engage in victim blaming, and it wasn't to engage in victim blaming, and that was why I asked the question. No, why you were... because... I know that. that I, she, I recognize she, that and she said she that. She trolled him. She had trolled him. Well, he had trolled first. <laughs> he didn't troll first. No, he didn't. Oh, he so Bonnie's saying that- there's going to be dra- Bonnie saying a statement on Twitter is trolling, but Madge saying I'm gonna assault people. That's not trolling. I got it. They're both no. virtue signaling, but Madge wasn't trolling. He's Bonnie, in Madge saying in general, Bonnie going after him and saying, going after oh him. well, you, yep. What a characterization. Uh, well, you, you better, you Maj better not come to Porkfest because there's tons. Of drag queen story hours. Okay, well, Maj went after all of the drag queens doing story hours then. Right? He trolled all the drag queens doing story hours. I don't know how you can characterize this in a way that wasn't trolling on his part. I said you might not want to go to Porkfest. It was a suggestion. I did not say you better not come to Porkfest. 
Yes, I, I agree. And for that I matter, I would love exactly to know it's... how he felt if I said, man, I'm going to go lynch me a person. Oh, Maj is going to be at Pork Fest. That's unrelated to what I said, but, you know, put those Wait, two things yeah, he together. Did, he how would he feel? Pork fest. How would he feel? He did. It was, he literally it was said, by the way, who brought pork Maj fest. literally said, well, he was already gonna when be I'm going to be fest. at Pork Fest, it's my community. That's why I brought that up. So, no, how would no, no, he? No, no, no. no, that was after you, Bonnie. It was Bonnie after, but him. it doesn't matter. It's it, immaterial. Like, how would he feel? How would you feel if I had said something so horrific? Right? I I already said I think this wood chipper thing that's going around that's that's going around like crazy it makes me sick to my stomach I go what are you guys talking about and it's and it's like it's this virtue weird virtue I don't understand what's going it's on. not virtue signal look around the United States today drag queens are literally being banned in states Tra- transitioning is being banned in states and these people are cheering it on yeah they're about to make desantis president and he's going to reverse biden's transgender policies for people in prison and they're going to throw me directly into a men's prison because of that this is they're they're trolling their virtue signaling on twitter is having real world impacts and it's really fucking with the lives of people like me who are just trying to live peacefully yeah i i think it sucks to be in the position that that uh, that you are dennis because you know you are with us on these social issues right. like you personally came from a side that can empathize and you do and i i appreciate that and that's why i know this has to be hard for you to have to talk to these people who you know are like cheering on uh, you know maj tour for saying the things that he's saying or worse you know wood chipper or go after cody wilson or what like these people who purportedly are claiming to be libertarian but don't understand tolerance and uh, while we all understand that the non-aggression principle doesn't per se give us tolerance right like it doesn't require it it's uh it's the most basic level of human interaction and it's honestly not good enough for a good society uh in which Mm -hmm. to live and i think we all uh, all agree on that and I think that's the frustrating but from from me looking on the outside trying to put myself in your shoes that would be the most frustrating part about this because you don't want to turn people away from the event but on the other hand maybe some of these people should be turned away from the event. I understand you probably can't say that. Maybe you personally would like to see that happen but you're not willing to, you know, say no. Well, actually 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 one of my main suggestions coming out of my experiences especially this year I mean, we always have one or two dramas. I'm on number 12 this year. Ouch. So we went from one or two last year. Uh, the, you know, of the five years before, we, we, we have just a few. 12 major ones where people are going nuts. Mm-hmm. Absolutely nuts. Um, and I know, I know, Bonnie, I, I have to apologize. I know that you took seriously when I used the word Karen. I was talking about all of them. It wasn't just you. I was talking about all of them. Uh, they're all kind of you know, tweaking each other and getting each other. And then they're running to me and demanding this and demanding. I think I'm a lot oh, less of a God. Karen than that. I mean, uh, I, you said you have to apologize and then continue to call me a Karen. You're just saying I'm just as much of a Karen as other people. But I don't think it's being a yeah, Karen to not running, want a violent running, uh, someone to. Well, of course, we, I don't either. Would. I don't want it either. What do you mean? I said I don't you think know, it makes me you, a Karen to not want somebody who threatens violence to be at Porkfest. Right. And, and, and it doesn't make, uh, yeah. And of course, it doesn't uh, can, make I ask them, a, uh, uh, can I ask a very hard question? Go ahead, Henza. 
so at Anarchapoco, um, a few years ago, I had a guy threaten me and my friend, and it, it ended up in bloodshed. I lost my friend's life. I was shot three times. Uh, Dennis, you're, you're absolutely sure this guy is not going to show up and cause any issues, right? And if you're if you're totally sure, then I'm good with whatever you have to say, man. And I'll be there this year. Yeah, I mean, I I I mean, yeah. So, I I urged him to come onto Free Talk Live and to talk uh, this out. Um, now we still love that, by the way. Yeah, it's still open invitation. Yeah. And I would I I think that would be absolutely fantastic. And, I think it'd be a great episode. You know, and, mm-hmm. <laughs> it would be a great episode. And that the trouble is, is that. He is working. Look, I don't make money from this. <laughs> you have an yeah, audience. No, it's a hard job, man. I, I've got complete. I, no, no. What, but what I'm saying is that Free Talk Live has an audience. And, you know, you, you make postures there that support the work that you do. Uh, he makes postures that supports the work that he does. And. You know, I wish we could just like clean this up and I don't know what I, to do, but l- let me just finish what I was going to say. My, one of my main recommendations, is I don't know that we can do big 10 anymore. I think we've grown too big and we are too siloed. We're mm-hmm. too siloed during the regular year. Um, and, and, and the people, you know, it's just really hard for you guys to get together. I don't know why I would like you to get together. I'd like you to stop poking each other, but, um, but for some reason it's just good. it's just getting too hard. So what if we had kind of a conservative per, per, park uh, park fest and a liberal park fest and uh, you know and uh, yeah one is uh, you know would suck. attracts those types of people and the other attracts these types of people. Why not just have and a freedom park? We fest? grow that way, hmm? or we just have a freedom park fest. I, I don't and think when you... these people come along and say, oh, well, I don't like what these people are doing in freedom, then, say, then just say, don't come yeah. instead of giving well, them their own festival. So to that... I don't think that he answered Hens's question because how can he know that uh, Maj Tor is not going to come and uh, do violence against people? Well, you can but never at the know. same time, he said earlier that he yeah, doesn't know Maj very well. He's not part of my in-group. You can never I don't know, know him very for well. sure, but he did have a conversation with him and apparently Maj said he would not attack very somebody. Very detailed, very yeah. specific. Conversation, not a tweet. You keep going to the tweet as though you. No, I don't want to come back to the. I don't want to come back to the. That's kind of the problem, though. What someone says privately to an event organizer, you know, that's kind of immaterial to me. What they say publicly to their followers to make their their followers and fan base more ravenous and more happy—that's the one that concerns me. No doubt, the public apology, the public drawing back of what he said would he mean hasn't done so it. much more. Yeah, he hasn't done that. And I, and I think that's the problem. And he's not willing to have a conversation about it. We're willing to have that conversation with him. And I think you've seen tonight, Dennis, we're, we're certainly welcome, welcome uh, you know, willing to have an extended one. But to the point that you just made about, you know, siloing or different types of pork fests, uh, you know, if it were me, and again, it's not, but since we're here talking um, and, you, you know, you threw the idea out, I would say the way to accomplish that would be to decentralize the event even further right it was a big success as you pointed out and i agree to decentralize the event to where there's all these hubs and people can do all kinds of things on the campground it's actually making it harder to attract people to the pavilion you could just say look we're gonna walk away we being the official organizers we're gonna walk away from organizing the pavilion and we're just gonna leave that in that we're gonna walk away from the tents uh in the bowl 
We're going to walk away from all that. And we're just going to, you know, rent porta potties or we're going to rent the porta potties. <laughs> we're going to sell we're going to sell tickets and what that gets you. I don't really know. But, what, you know, you can figure out some something and then let somebody come in. Maybe the conservatives are going to come in with their you know, big conservative donors or reason dot com or the Beltway people and let them come to Rogers and say, we want to rent that pavilion for seven thousand dollars for the whole week and then let them you know, schedule whatever kind of curriculum that they want to there. And, you know, it's just whatever happens, happens. Let the market uh, decide on this. You know, I don't know. I don't know how that would work out. Yeah, and, and we do that with the tents, right? So we've really decentralized the tents. That, is it the, um, is that the I tents think, in the bowl? Is that what you're talking about? Yep. 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 What yep, does that yep. mean so when you say Jeff, you've decentralized them? Well, so those are those are hubs. Those are just hubs that, that we don't control. Those are hubs that they, that they're, there are three hubs there. Goldback, Brownstone, Goldback. And, and Homeland. Okay, so that is that the sponsors, um, the main sponsors get to set those up? No, they're not sponsors. They just they rent those tents. Oh, so Goldback is renting that, the tents spe- uh, specifically, is what you're saying? Yeah, the yeah they're okay. renting the tent. Now they're renting it from us because we 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 rent the whole place. I see, right? I see. But yeah, but and they control that. Mm-hmm. They control that space. We're we're not control now. We will suggest people and we'll say, hey, can you do this? Can you do that? Um, sometimes they say yes. Sometimes they say no. You know, or they, you know, Brown, uh, Browns, both Brownstone and uh, Goldback don't really have the right format for a lot of the people that we'd like to, to see over there. Um, I like the, I like your idea, actually. I think that, you know, I mean, what I'm trying to do is a little bit like that, except that it's more, um, uh, you know, well, here's. This segment takes it for this this moment uh, this this thing. What they're paying for isn't dollars, but it's attendance, right? So this segment brings uh, this, and and actually actually the w- the biggest cost is getting those speakers there. You know the time and trouble and energy to actually go and work and do that, which also um, shouldn't be on your hands. You wouldn't have to pay them if well, you just but, didn't allow politicians there. Well, if, if it were, if you step back from that. <laughs> You let the uh, let the people who want to rent the pavilion, then they got to figure all that out. Well, you know? literally everyone attending the festival just about would be happy to get up on stage and talk for thirty minutes. Oh yeah, a lot yeah, of them yeah. would. I have so many people who go ahead and they just schedule themselves in the pavilion, and, and so the, so I, I have to keep going through and go. Okay, this person just scheduled himself for noon on Saturday. At oh the goodness! Pavilion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I have to go in. I go okay. Now you do realize that I own that pavilion. You have to come to me. Well, why? How do you get to own that? How? Who's? Who, what? what blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And oh my God! It's, See, that's again I the thing. Go, I have to you, go through this. I have to go through this argument over and over again. You keep saying that you own the pavilion, but you're not taking yeah. responsibility or ownership of the content that's getting produced in the pavilion. Yeah. So it's it's more of a pass through. It's more of a pass through the way I'm running it. It's more of a pass. It's kind of like Ian's thing, except that as opposed to the conservatives taking over the entire thing for the entire. What week, is Ian's thing? They, oh, okay, got it. They instead of taking it over for the entire week, they take it over for this event, and then this other group takes it over for that event, and this other group. And how do they how do they pay for it? They pay for it by bringing in somebody that's exciting. That a lot of attendees want to come and see, um, and that's kind of—I mean, that—that that to me is—is—is is, is great pay. 
Uh, that's how we got we got in the past. Uh, people like Tom Woods and Dave Smith and all these people, you know, that we had hubs who went into the trouble of bringing those people in. Now, you know, you brought me uh, you brought me one one man. He only wanted Saturday, only Saturday. In the He's coming in late. He only wants Saturday and he's making demands on it. And I'm going, well, you know, I don't think that you can actually filth that now i went ahead and did my due diligence the answer is no he's not going to fill it <laughs> people don't want to see him there you know it would be it would you're be talking about Aaron empty you're talking about it would Aaron be Day. one of those yeah how can that even how empty- can that even be and by the way i didn't bring him to you i i just you know tagged him in something but i i you know how could it be that the free stater the actual porcupine who's running for president as a republican would not be able to bring an audience down to the uh, the pavilion at the Free Stater yeah. event. Yeah, th- this is insane. I mean, the reason that he won't be able to fill the pavilion is because no one will let him fill the pavilion. Dennis, the argument you may- just made is almost exactly the same argument saying, well, I would vote for Ron Paul, but he's never going to win, so I guess I'm voting for whoever was running against him. It's like, because... He won't win. It's a self-defeating argument. Because he won't fill the no. pavilion, we won't give him the opportunity to to build a crowd and build a following by allowing him to speak at the pavilion. Right. That's exactly right. That's exactly. Uh, so yeah. So I'm not in the business of making people into uh, giving people fame. That's what he wants. That's what Aaron wants. He's not. He's not. He hasn't done the work in the in the in the uh, in in the uh free state he hasn't he doesn't come out to the events people don't know him you know, well, okay that's, OGs that's know fair. him yeah OGs yeah. know him i mean he OGs he, know him just to be but just the to people, be fair dennis i mean you don't know him cuz you're like you said you're newer that's not true i and, do, I, I i know him from the old days but you've I, never I, I, did you course. meet him back then yeah, I met him. I mean, he doesn't know me, but I know of him. Yeah, he, 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 he used he, to be a really he fat ran, guy. Uh, he's run for things here in New Hampshire. He's run for office, local office. He got uh, the the haters, the the leftist haters. They they bought uh, ten thousand hate flyers that they mailed out about him. Uh, and I think he was also running with the uh, previous Free State Project president Matt Phillips. They attacked them both in uh, the town in which they live. He's definitely made his mark, I think, on the on the community. But he took time away because he wanted to focus on himself. And that's something that everybody has a, an absolute right to do. He lost, a, I think, 150 pounds. It's kind of very similar tur- um, turnaround to Daryl Perry, if you may recall. Daryl was a very, very large uh, man who spent a lot of time doing a lot of exercising, and he managed to drop 150 pounds. And, and Aaron Day has done the same thing. He's completely transformed himself uh, personally. Now, as far as whatever disagreements you know he may have with whatever time I, I think there was some miscommunication. Saturday at noon's a big. Yeah, I'll ask. say that I was completely <laughs> wrong to jump to so many conclusions publicly. I, I should have talked to Dennis privately about it because I you didn't have my phone number. I just don't. I didn't know everything thing about the situation. Drives me crazy. You have my phone number. I'm available all the time. I I take your calls at any time, and 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 you're publicly raking me for something that that. It's just absolutely false. Absolutely I mean, false. Most it's just of what about I was, Aaron Day because I, I don't. It's about Aaron. Okay. Most of what I was saying was just about the fact that you're inviting RFK and um, Vivek Ramaswamy and all those people to Porkfest, which I still stand by. But I shouldn't have said anything about the situation between you and Aaron that 
no one knows except you and Aaron. Which seems like uh, probably a miscommunication from the communications that I saw between the two of you guys. And I hope it can still get worked out. I mean, is is he off the list or is he still up in the air? I mean, what's the, what's the status with him? I gave him the option of, uh, uh, of uh, I, I gave him a slot, which, you know, it, it was like one of my last slots. Uh, he said no. And then I gave it to someone else. Then he came back, and the next day he said, well, I'll take it. I said, you know, now what do I do, right? What do I do with this? Um, so now there's movement. There's always movement, okay? And so I'm like waiting and that type of stuff. Well, of course, he goes running to you, and you guys start castigating me all through public. I go, what the fuck, I mean, man? it was one – I wouldn't say all through public. It was one – Person who was, no one follows that I commented on his uh, thing. He's one of my pet trolls. I didn't even know this had happened. Exactly. I specifically said I was going to wait. I told Bonnie, you might want to hold off on. Well, uh, after I said it. On, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> this is the first time I, hearing about this whole thing. Given the first issue, I said I was going to wait until we could confirm right. or deny or whatever. Because there definitely seems to be but, some miscommunications. Here's my point. Here's my point. My point is that. I, that's not how I'm using the pavilion. The pavilion that I control, which I use the word own, the, the pavilion that I use is not to make Aaron Day great. The, what I use the, that for is that if that if Aaron can bring a large audience down, you can have Aaron on, on FTL. This is what I don't understand. We have. Have him on FTL. We did. Right, he's going to get thirty, forty, maybe even fifty people, and it's going to feel full. And all of a sudden, people are going to walk by and they're going to go, "Oh shoot, what's happening here? Oh, this is Aaron Day. He's running for president." Now, all of a sudden, that generates something. But putting him in on a Saturday on the pavilion where he's going to pull in, he's not going to draw down from the from from the uh, the thing, and it's going to be the sad thing. We, we, Dennis, I'll give it that to you was one that of the that things- time slot, that, that's a big ask. And we're like, Saturday at noon, that's you know, top well, it was tier. It's fucking insane. And, yeah. and, and, and he's but raising the cost of coals. Isn't one of the for, main points for not of- giving it to him because yeah. you know, Ian said this and Ian right. said, I'll go, what the? But what, you don't want to lift him up. Right. And, and it was all filled up and he, know, already. Dennis, yeah, we're, we're past that. You, you don't want to lift him <laughs> up, right? Yeah. But isn't no, the whole, it's not that I don't want to lift him up. That's not my job. Right, my but job is it the is whole to provide point? something for attendees. Right. But is it the whole fucking point of Porkfest to lift up and inspire libertarians to move here? How does, uh, what is, what's that? With Carla Aaron said Day? it was on. Isn't uh, the whole point of the of Porkfest and the Free State Project to lift up libertarians? To, to bring them here, to give them a voice, to help them shine. The primary goal of, of the primary goal of Porkfest is to bring uh, uh, potential uh, builders here. What and, better and way to do it than, you know, to show here. what people are doing while they're here? I mean, you yeah, agreed with that here, at the beginning we'll of the show. Come here, we'll put you on stage. You I gave him a slot to do that. That would have been probably a little bit more than he deserved. Okay, from the... Okay, fair enough. I hadn't heard if about only that. Three, if only 30 OGs come down, no one's going to hear this anyway. He has the model of the OGs that, that the only thing that, that Parkfest is, is the bowl. That is an old model. It's no longer valid. Porkfest is the campground. 
Porkfest is that Porkfest is that that vibrant energy of of 120 different hubs doing different things and people engaging and all that type of stuff. Now, I just don't at like some point you, know, you have something really big man. and it That's sucks them right. down. I'm sorry. I don't like the idea of gatekeeping on popularity. I don't you know? know how to be possible it's to know. Gatekeeping on size, on, that, that, on, on yes, what you're fits. just rewording popularity. But it's your estimation. I mean, it's your uh, your belief about yeah, what this guy's going to. No one's ever going to draw a crowd if you don't put them on a stage. That's a fact. <laughs> I offered him a stage. I, I know. I, I know. My dispute now is show, not with Aaron Day. You know, I had nothing to do with that. I'm just saying I was under the impression that one of the main points of Porkfest was to lift up libertarians and you know inspire them and say, hey, look, we're coming here. We're doing this thing. We're great. We're working together. Let's say there wasn't this miscommunication because if you believe what Aaron says, and I don't know what the truth is, you know, we you guys had a conversation on the phone, so there's no record of it. We don't know how how that went. But if you believe what he says, he initially said he would think about the Wednesday night no. offer, and then uh, by Thursday, that is, that is total bullshit. And I'm calling him a liar if he said that to you. By Thursday morning, uh, he had made the decision to to accept your offer, and he tried to contact you and couldn't reach you. And then it went to Lynn Ulbricht instead, or something like that. That was my understanding. I may not be recollecting it it perfectly. And uh, let's let's just put that aside. Let's say y'all didn't have whatever the miscommunication. Maybe he's lying. Maybe he's not. I don't know. Let's say I had that on speakerphone. Carol was sitting here. She was she was shocked at how he was speaking to me. Hmm. He was he was just being an arrogant asshole. And she was just shocked because she hears me talk to lots and lots of people. I talked to him all day long. And this was like this was like hmm. this 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 like, you know, I deserve the, you know, this total entitlement thing. I said, I, that's well, hard. Uh, you know, I don't this? know what I don't know if he had a bad day. I don't know the guy. Honestly, I don't know him very no. well. Uh, but I, he never said I will think about it. Okay. He said no. That you know, uh, you know, he and, and he wanted me to. He he said you know if if Saturday opens up, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I I told him. I said at the time. I said, look, you cannot draw enough for Saturday. He didn't like that answer, but that's true. He does not draw enough for Saturday. And I wasn't going to put him on. You know, I guess under some scenario, if I have absolutely no, I mean, you know, Aaron just is not at that level. I guess it's kind of like. It's not my fault, though. I understand why you don't want to do it, but I just want to ask. It's like draw enough of who because whom because it's it's just like. Do we want a bunch of Republicans there cheering on some Vivek Ramaswamsi? Is that what you want? Because you could easily do that. You could easily get a bunch of Republicans there to cheer on a, any old Republican. It would be a lot easier than I getting guess, a. I guess you could have. A I guess libertarian... you could have a bunch of socialists cheering on. A, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could do that easier than uh, libertarians too. Libertarians aren't popular. So we're throwing a libertarian thing. I, I'm asking libertarians to come with libertarian things. They bring me, they bring me stuff, and you know, and the, and the stuff is it's not going to fit in. It's not going to fit in my hub. All right. So that's that's you know, is is this something that's going to be big enough? I have to make a determination. You're well, you don't have a poll. Okay, I don't have a poll. You're absolutely right. I I make assessments. That's my job. So that and so I have to make I have to make this assessment. I I think I do a pretty damn good job of it. 
I'm trying to right size. I'm trying not to screw over the speaker. I don't think going there and looking like you, like you're a total failure with 30 people in the pavilion. That sucks. That sucks. 30 people in the FTL feels full. No, I get, I get what you're FTL saying. There. I get that too, it's but fantastic. it's kind of like maybe things just need to be the way they are until they naturally get bigger. Bigger. Well, and and ultimately, well, Bonnie, they're not all going to be hits. They're, they're not. They're not all going to be hits, right? Like even if you think that somebody's going to pull whatever they're going to pull, they they aren't always. Yeah. So, for instance, I don't think I had. I mean, Liberty uh, Forum was pretty bad this year. I would look in there, and most of the time, most people were wanted to be outside in the thing, and the speakers weren't as well attended, except for like. Carla and Jeremy Kaufman. I was actually really disappointed. I well, mean, you know, it, it doesn't matter though. It, it, that, that's the thing. It's the people who are. At least gonna... there wasn't some Republican up there with a right. whole giant group of people and every single speak. Uh, yeah, speaking of a part bunch of, of wood chipper uh, people yep, in, the, just in the audience, a bunch right? of Maj Torres with a bunch of wood chipper people in the audience. It, yeah, and Maj I think that's Torres just talked at Liberty Forum before. As a matter of fact, Maj Touré has given one of the best speeches ever at, at, at Liberty Forum. Really, really good speech. Yeah, I, uh, I think that's just basically the really philosophy, uh, the, a difference in philosophy of how an event is organized and what should be yeah. focused on uh, on the main stage. And I don't, I'm not, and, I'm and, not here and, to try and, to convince you. The job you. is open. The job is open, <laughs> I'm telling you. you I know? literally do I mean, not everybody have knows. Everybody knows how to do it better than I do. You don't have and, a replacement. You know, I've doubled There's, the size. You don't. And have, if you know how to do it better, you you can quadruple the size. And I I think that'd be great. I really do. Yeah, I don't Remember, know how I'm you do it. I don't have the strength or constitution to put up with it. I absolutely could do you not have do it. Uh, do you have somebody who's like you know knocking on the door to come in and replace you, or is that still a uh, you know? Do you have an? I don't an, know, I, to, I I I think what they're going to do is they're going to they're going to go back to the bowl idea. Um, you know, and I don't, I don't like that. And what I does that mean? That. What is the bull? What is recap? What that is? The bull idea is that is that um, they're not really going to support the hubs. I was really trying to to decentralize this and to push this out and to have, you know, you know, we went we, every year. We've been doubling the number of hubs out there and and really getting that energy. That's really what I want. And I want that to reflect our libertarian uh, homeland movement. I want all the different activities that are happening here to be reflected uh, during that week. Uh, that would be absolutely fantastic. That would be that would be like an ideal pork fest for me. Yeah, that that that's a beautiful sentiment. That that I would love to see that. Right. And and I yeah, think pork it, fest but, has certainly moved a lot toward that versus you know what it was five years ago when. Pork rangers were crying because they didn't have jurisdiction to tell someone to get out of their way when they tried to run them over with the golf cart or whatever the fuck they were doing. You know they were once way out of control. Uh, Pork Fest has improved substantially, and you've certainly been hugely responsible for that, and it's been great. Like I said last year during the um, Soapbox Idol, you put together two of the best and most well-attended Pork Fests that we've seen, and kudos for that. Yeah, definitely. It definitely deserves yeah, and, a lot of appreciation. And it's a long process. You know, I mean, this has been a very hard thing to do. And, uh, you know, I, I, I wish I were younger. I wish I had more energy. I wish I could follow through because I really do think that there's something that's really fantastic. And frankly, I like the big tent. I'm an old school libertarian. I'm an old live and let live libertarian. It makes me so nervous, though, to see the, the squabbling and the hatred. And I don't like it. 
I, I'm very worried about it. Um, you know, it's not just us. Of course, we're we're getting buffeted from the Republicans and Democrats hating each other so much, the progressives and the woke battles and all this type of stuff. Oh my oh, god. Oh Henza's still there. I just realized <laughs> Henza. <laughs> Any other comments, Henza? Yeah, man. Um uh did you say that you don't get paid for this event? No, as a matter of fact, it costs me money out of my own pocket. So I, I not only oh, am I working man thousands of hours I, I i started this in july uh now port fest used to be it started in in march uh I, and i i i pushed this back because i wanted to be really big i wanted to really support people i mean most of my job is cajoling people most of my job is telling people hey why don't you put this in on in on pork fest oh i couldn't do that oh, yes you could you know what if you do this what if you do that and kind of inspiring them and, and cajoling them and motivating them. Um, you know, entrepreneurship is something that is very rare. I'm trying to pull out the entrepreneurship in all of, all of us and get them to do it. And what, one, of the, one of my excitements is to watch these things spin out into our community afterwards. I think it's absolutely great that they get they get an experience. They see who's really interested. They get an experience of, of, of that. And then and then they go, yeah, you know, yeah, maybe I'm going to do this all the time. Uh, so that's actually my secondary thing. You know, uh, you said elevating libertarians. My number one is bringing more people who are 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 interested in moving here and getting them to actually consider it for real. Okay, so that that was resegmenting and then really get, giving them an experience. The second though is not elevating an Aaron Day. It is all these different hubs and letting them actually experience what it is that in their passion area, actually providing that as a hub. Um, and, you know, and we have seen, we've seen, you know, restaurants pull off. And, I mean, there's, there, there's one, there's one hub, and I'm not going to say who, but there's one hub that I think it will actually, will actually evolve into a restaurant coming up. I'm very excited right. about uh, it. Curious There's to other see hubs that. that are going to be really interesting. Henza, thanks for the call tonight, man. I appreciate it. All right. See you guys soon. All right. Uh, yeah, Dennis, yeah, I think we're about at the end of this, but if there's something else you wanted to say tonight that you felt like you didn't have a chance to address or something that uh, you wanted to get out, uh, now would be that chance. Well, there's just so many things, so many little aspects of this. Um, you know, I I think that's... I really like the decentralized format. I like giving the power back to the community to actually create this thing. I disagree with Forkfest. I disagree that there that 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 role of motivator, of of cajoler, of coordinator, of you know getting people up on the uh, uh, up on the map. You know, I mean, people people now are very upset because I have a map. I go. You don't have to be on the map. We have people who do old school, but they go, "Oh, you bring this map and this all central." I go, "No, no, no. this is an option." There's always been a map. Actually, and there's always been a map of Porkfest. There's been an app of not of not of of the of of these hubs of these venues and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Didn't Johnson a map used of, to do um, that? Johnson did a map a yeah. long time ago of vendors of the vendors along remember. Agora. 
But I think I think you're right. I mean, it's uh, it's good to have these these things that people want to uh, you know do their own thing. They're they're still free to do their own thing. I, th- I think things have largely gone in a better direction. It's just that as somebody who does value what Bonnie was talking about, bringing the right people here, the people who are libertarians, people who understand the ideas of liberty. I think it muddles the water to have people like RFK and Vivek sure. being featured speakers at a libertarian event. Bring them. I, think, I think that's bring the problem. Them. I think you need to bring them. So, so the people, you know, the person I brought, the person that, that was my, kind of my, the one I really pushed for. Who was that? Because everyone else is, is more somebody who is, um, you know, brought to me or, you know, mm-hmm. volunteer. Uh, Larkin Rose. Oh, okay. Is he ever going to move? I don't think he's ever going to move. Ah, that's a shame. But 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 I was upset with uh, the loss of 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 both Larkin and and, and Stefan. Um, I mm-hmm. actually got both of them this year. Stefan Molyneux. I got both of them this year. Yep. I had Stefan Molyneux. Oh, isn't God. he a uh, racist? He dropped out. He <laughs> dropped out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So that's exactly right. So he's pe- basically Chris get upset, Cantwell light. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what people say. Well, I mean, but, he, uh, he is literally a racist, though. He's gone in a race, uh, as I understand it, in a quote-unquote race realist level, which he, is like what Chris Cantwell uh, follow. Chris Cantwell actually is a follower of Molyneux. So whatever Molyneux has done, Cantwell has done to uh, a further extreme. You wow. you tried and to Cantwell get a racist, though? Cantwell is um, banned from Porkfest permanently. you're saying you didn't know Molyneux was a, a racist, Dennis? Well, I disagree with you. I oh. disagree with your conclusion. Okay. So. Okay. Huh. All right. I'll have to review, but I'm pretty sure he's been touting the whole race realism thing for years. I mean, he didn't used to be. He used to be a very principled uh, libertarian anarchist who we've interviewed from Porkfest in, in past years back, you know, when he didn't go in the direction that he did. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. Talk about a controversial figure definitely but anyway so he was actually he was actually scheduled there for a moment uh and uh that didn't work out well thank god for that yeah probably, probably <laughs> the best, uh, in that case but i mean i, I don't see Let's why you guys don't bring the, alex your jones next you know? we bring our people wait okay so we, whom, whom did you bring to whom did you bring for, to the stage whom whom was that Ian no one asked to be year? on the stage this year, as far as oh, I know. But year. I was on there the year before. Ian was on there this year. We're running an entire home. No, no, I brought you we, guys there. We do it nationally. Uh, well, He's talking about who do we bring to him to speak on the main stage. Right, right. That's so not, saying, that's you're, not you're, the you're, point. You're, you're, I don't think right? it's the point. No, no. no, you no Porkfest either people? is the main stage or we're bringing people to Porkfest. It's one or the other. So what is it? Is Porkfest the main stage or are we bringing people to Porkfest? I, yeah, I literally brought saying, people to the, to make their own hub, and they're going to be tabling there for the Libertarian Policy Alliance this year. Yeah, I just want three people to people attend. I'm events. excited about that. Yeah, I, I, I just want people that. to attend the event. I don't have a uh, you know a bunch of stars, right? Like I don't have people in a little black book that I can uh, call up. We don't have guests on this show regularly. You're you're one of the first in some amount of time uh well i guess we did have the dash uh guy last week but but besides that we rarely yeah, rarely Jay have Noon, on the show. right was, well, i mean three years ago we Jay's a, reg- a co-host he's three, here every week three years ago we ran an entire competing festival of people that we brought to rogers campground so this whole well who did you bring that's a that's a crazy well, no, no, ass question specifically asking about speakers I, I, yes i know but that. i don't know why he's fixating on that as though we don't do nothing as because, though pork fest is saying, just the pavilion 
No, because you were saying that 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 you wanted you wanted people in the pavilion that reflect more like you. And I'm going bring them. Well, I didn't bring say them. that, but okay. No, I'm say I would well, say I, I, I would say that. Um, and I would say that it's not, I get what you're pointing out here, but ultimately I'm not the organizer. And that's why, that's why ultimately I've said, look, you know, I still support the event. I understand it's a hard job to do, but if it, if it were me, then I would just leave those slots blank. And I would say, Hey, anybody in the community who wants to speak on the main stage, we still have these spots available. If you are a doer, if you're a known quantity out there, then we want to get you up there and we want to speak. I don't care if it's 30 or 40 people in the audience or 50 people or 75 or or whoever comes. To me, it's about focusing on the community, the porcupines, the liberty activists. Those, if it were me, those would be the stars of the show. And if Vivek Ramaswamy wanted to uh, to speak, then he can have the stage down by the dumpster. I think there's a few pallets down there, and maybe he can speak to the bears. Uh, and same thing with uh, with RFK, because to me, politicians are trash, and uh, we shouldn't be giving them any more attention than they deserve, which is near to zero. Uh, but that's you know that's that's just how I feel about it. But like I said, I'm not trying to persuade you to change your mind. You're doing your thing, and I think overall the event's going to be great. I think people are going to have a blast, and I you know I hope that it never has come across, Dennis, that I've been anything but supportive overall of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And I appreciate you. I appreciate you coming on to the show here tonight to talk to us. The event has not yet sold out, so if you're still listening to this and you want to grab a ticket, they are available at Porkfest.com. Uh, there's what a few hundred left. What are we talking about here? Oh yeah, no, no, we're not going to sell out this year. Okay, all so right. We, well, we, you we, raised we, the... we push we push the number of of tickets. Yeah, uh, we push the number of tickets high enough. That it was it, you. We you pushed it to out. what, like three thousand this year or something? We pushed it to three thousand. Yeah, so it's still going to be a big event because I mean, we had trouble at twenty five, then we had trouble at twenty seven fifty. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we're going to sell. Uh, uh, less tickets than we did last year, about the same number of tickets we did two years ago, but we're going to have higher attendance. Okay. We're gonna, more people are, are more serious about coming. Uh, you know, when we sold the other tickets, we had, we had, you know, fairly low prices and people just didn't show up and stuff like that. But I think people are, I think we're going to have higher attendance than we've had uh, either the last two years. Dennis Pratt, anything okay. else you want to share here tonight? No, thank you very much for, I mean, I, I, I do, want to say that I am uh, truly um, thankful for the work that you guys do. Um, and, uh, you know, I know that it's, 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 I hope that my irks, irksome uh, combativeness, uh, you know, is, is, is understood more as just tiredness and, you know, you gotta be exhausted. It's, it's a hard thing a to do. No, I love you, Dennis. Uh, I I'm really, looking forward I to seeing really you next week. I really do appreciate I really do appreciate everything that you guys do, um, and I am thankful every day that uh, you've done the work that you've done to make uh, make this make the free state something that you know I can walk into and, and actually start contributing. So thank, thank you, Dennis, for uh, everything you bring to the table, and uh, enjoy your sleep when you get to it tonight. Uh, this has been a uh, a, a very lengthy discussion here going yeah, now th- for thanks for staying on four and a half hours so we'll get this out a little bit later on tonight at freetalklive.com thanks dennis Bye-bye. if you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate well i know a guy who's really great 
It's the Realtor Mark Warden. Now you can learn more about the awesome things happening here in New Hampshire in our march toward liberty in our lifetime. Our friends at Porcupine Real Estate are hosting a series of webinars to educate you on the expanded freedoms enjoyed by New Hampshire citizens. Reserve your seat today at move.freetalklive.com. Topics include gun freedom, medical freedom, and political freedom victories. They also have a couple on best practices for moving to the free state and finding housing. These webinars are super helpful and free to attend once you've registered at move.freetalklive.com. Visit their YouTube channel, Porcupine Real Estate, for videos from past presentations and sign up for upcoming webinars for free at move.freetalklive.com. Porcupine Real Estate. 